Shut up and sit down. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Well, thanks, fellas, it sure was. They're both as happy as can be, celebrating merrily their happy anniversary. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast and are about to enjoy the one-year anniversary episode with Matthew Grand. Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Here's to another year of me pretending to like you guys. Tip of the day. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Get her done. Welcome to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance in studio it's, with all my friends. It's nice having you in studio. It's been like I three weeks, it. and I just I just miss you guys. I'm yeah, so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and to his right, Evan Price. I agree. This is great, guys. What are what are we all drinking today? We're, we're sipping on the Kirkland. Spark, Kirkland sparkling water. <laughs> this is our sponsor. I got a spin uh-huh. drift. A spin drift. Okay. I'm not, yeah. okay. When are we going to get them to sponsor us? We like need that, to. We need to reach I've out been to them for that phone call. They haven't called us yet. So, <laughs> Costco have a little jingle that we can put in here. <laughs> yeah. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? Yes. It's good to see your smiling faces. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. We have got some monstrous backpedals. Not from me, and not too much from Matt. Yeah. This is like single gear backpedaling right now. Yeah. <laughs> Evan and Lance, did you guys arm wrestle to see who gets to go we, first? We did not. Who's going first, Evan? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to defer to you okay. so, so, so I can gain some energy here. Yeah, Evan's pretty slacked right now. So, Lance, backpedal for us. Well, I've got three races to talk about. Ugh. I did a road race. I did a mountain bike race and I did a gravel race. So I've got. Are you like trying to go the all around? Wearing the t shirt from it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think because I just, uh, I don't, I, I don't know what kind of cyclist I am yet. So I'm yeah. just doing all of it to what see. You, what kind of cyclist do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. All. <laughs> I'm just going to do all of it. So I'll start with the road race. It was actually um, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Time is weird. But. The, the day before, um, I went to do this road race. It was called the Piece of Cake Road Race. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I was out on a little uh, warm-up ride, and I ran into Matt, and I had a vertigo attack. Oh, oh God. I completely forgot gonna, about this part of the story. I completely forgot about this. Are we going to talk about this? Yeah, I, we have to. No, <laughs> I'm actually glad because I, like, um, cause I, I texted Jake, and he was like, hey, can't make a ride or whatever. And this was totally, like, you know, five-minute warning kind of yeah. thing. And then it was like... I was like put it throwing a leg over the bike and I'm like, I'm heading Lance, I'm heading, you know, west yeah. towards your house. Like, are you and you're like, I'm on the bike. Let's let's meet up. up. Yeah. Let's meet up. Which is awesome that that is even possible. Right. <laughs> so I'm I'm riding towards Matt and I'm I'm slowing down for a 
truck or something and I get hit with a vertigo attack and I've never had vertigo before. Never had this Never before. had it before. Yeah. But I slow down, my head just starts spinning. I have to like step off the bike and lay down in somebody's front yard on their grass. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and it took like three minutes to clear. It finally clears. I get back on my bike. I'm thinking, should I keep riding? This is stupid. I'm as as sure. one should, yeah. Right? <laughs> but I'm going to go in. I hook up with Matt and I'm like, Matt, hey, what's going on? Hey, I just, really strange thing. I just yeah. had the strangest vertigo attack. I've never had one before. And he's like, well, you okay to go? And I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. Sure enough. We come to the very next stoplight, and it hits me again. And I'm like, uh, Matt, I need to go lay down. And I basically stumbled into the grass yeah. and started puking. I think it was like, because I was like, oh, uh, you're not going to throw up. Are you? And I think I put that like seed in your head where you're like, then you're like, oh, yes, now I am. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for mentioning so, that. You know, so I'm, I'm puking, and Matt's like, Lance. Don't crawl on your own puke because <laughs> I couldn't like stay up straight. Oh man, it was pretty crazy. I was so, really worried about you for sure. Matt, Matt was super awesome. He like walked me home and got me inside the house and set me up with the bowl in case I puked again. He's like, "You have some experience taking care of uh, pukey, sick people, pukey kids." So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know that's been part of my backpedal will be like we've had the flu go through the house so definitely had the bowl with next to the kids on the couch oh, <laughs> so that's the you know that's the standard thing for sure and the video that i promise i will post eventually is like you know it starts up me talking about like hey we got a sick kid in the house here's some workouts that you can do when you're taking care of kids it's basically the theme of the oh, video that's a good idea. i'm hoping that comes out on wednesday the same day that this podcast will come out that's my goal that's so. the goal yeah. So when are, when are we uh, addressing the hard hitting laundry topics too? Oh man, those the, the, I'm totally taking over your back. That's okay. <laughs> I spent the whole morning trying to fix my washing machine. Did you really? Yeah. The yeah, I didn't really accomplish much as far as workouts, but I did post a video on April 1st, aka April Fool's Day, <laughs> where I decided that I was going to change my um, triathlon YouTube channel to only talk about laundry, the fourth discipline of triathlon. And um, I think it was, it was it had some good you know commentary and stuff like that. So good you yeah. know received well. Picked so up a couple followers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so the next day is the Pizza Kick Road Race. I don't know if I should do it or if I shouldn't. Yeah. I woke up and kind of felt okay, and I thought uh, I'm just going to drive down there and see what's up. But mm -hmm. so I go down there. I'm racing the it's a cat three four five race, uh -huh. and it's the forty to forty nine year olds. So there was about thirty people in the race. And we had 10 teammates in it. That's so ridiculous. We had 10 Jeez. teammates racing in it, which was just fantastic. And I actually was feeling fairly good. And so I thought, okay, it's about a 55-mile race, four laps, um, some little punchy rollers, but no real big climbs. And um, Were you scared during the whole race? Like, yeah. I think it hit at any it time. It could hit at any time. Yeah. But I just like put it out of my head and kind of went. So the race starts off pretty slow, and of course it's way too slow for our teammate um, Chris Hannell, Doctor okay. Chris Hannell, mm -hmm. who's, who's got a motor. He's because, a beast on the bike. Because we had we had talked about the three people that we were going to try to work for. It was going to out of the ten people who were racing was mm -hmm. really Chris Hannell and uh, Chris Surratt and myself were, okay. were going to try to work it, but. Um, Chris took off and joined up with another guy at like mile four. He's like, screw it this. It was going way too screw slow. Screw this plan. And he rolls up and he goes, hey, you guys, I'm just going to go. And we're like, dude, if you can get in the break, go. Yeah. Fantastic. 
if if all three of us had gone at that point, they would have chased us down. Did you try and say something before, just before he left to him though? Because I think he's, I talked to him oh. <laughs> and he's telling me, because I wanted the race report and he was the first person to call me back. And I love his <laughs> race reports because they're always comical and I oh, like to get yeah. his perspective. He would be great. <laughs> if we could get him on the podcast, he would oh, be Well, he was on the podcast on when we did training the camp. Yeah, training camp. Oh, okay. So yeah, 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 we true. talked about the route planning, but he he made a comment. He's like, you know, whenever I do racing with you, you're always like like playing my dad. Like, no, don't go yet. Just hold on. You're like, get back here. Hold on. Not yet. Not yet. And like, he's like, I thought Lance was going to try and be you and turn into dad out there on the course. And he he said that you, you said something, but he wasn't sure what it was. And like, all he heard was wah, 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 And then he rode off. So my my like, comment yeah, was, <laughs> I was like, have fun, Chris. Okay. We'll see you at the end is what I said. And I waved at him as yeah. he went. So, yeah, I was like all for it. If you so you're go, fun Uncle Lance and I'm mean dad. That's right. <laughs> so, so he I takes. I don't understand how other teams are like seeing Lance wave at his teammate like, see you later. And they're not like, okay, well, I guess they're going to go. It's not like a, that's because not very much of a sneak it, attack. It's because I can't take anything seriously, Ugh. Matt. Nobody like takes me seriously because I'm always <laughs> cracking stupid jokes, even when we're riding around in the group. You're, 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 you're like the opposite of like the overseer of the Peloton. <laughs> yes. It's like whatever the opposite of that. It's like that's, the jester of the Peloton. The Peloton, yeah. the Peloton clown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris gets away with one other guy and um, yeah. they're just kind of going. And um, we were. It was. It wasn't more than two or three minutes later when two guys attacked. Chris Surratt went, and I went with them. And me and Chris got in a second breakaway. So, how deep into the race were you again? Six miles, seven miles. <laughs> okay, so, so every every fifty miles to go, basically. Lap. Fifty yes. miles to go. So wait, so you had four people in a second breakaway. And yep. you guys are basically like, we're not going to work. They're, Correct. We have, we have a guy in the lead up there. Exactly. Okay. Nice. It was fantastic. Did, did and <laughs> seven teammates behind us yeah. who were blocking, disrupting the yep. rest of the, not doing any work and disrupting. It worked oh, that's awesome. beautifully. That's awesome. So me and Christian are breakaway with two other guys. We're 40 seconds behind. Were the two other guys panel. really angry at you guys? No. They, no? Because we, no, we, they know. we did I mean, our work. Know. And, and we, we, we did, did work. work. We just didn't, we just didn't take as long of pulls. Right. You know, it's like, and, and we knew it's your guys' job to pull us up if you want to catch him. But me and Chris, we're not going to try to sure. catch. No, I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah. And everyone gets that. But still, you have, if, if, if I were them, I would, pretend to be snarky like come on do your you know like you know maybe something they weren't like, they were cool they were like they were whatever. cool yeah. Yeah. yeah it was well. it was good racing so chris yeah. chris cool. and the other guy stayed away um chris ended up second and then the the four of us we were only we were about two minutes behind them we got actually held up by a truck that pulled out in front of us oh, so we geez. lost a minute in the wow. middle of the race we were just about ready to pull them back but we lost a minute so, and then um, Chris Surratt led me out to try to win the sprint. Yeah. The sprint. For third, yeah. But, the, but there was another guy who, who got me by half a wheel at the line. And he was a solid Cat 3 racer, and I'm still it, a Cat 5 yeah. junk cat, cat Technically, five. yeah. <laughs> and so you, I felt, fourth. you felt no problem. Did you feel any no. sort of dizzy after you stopped no. or anything? Nothing. I've had zero issues oh, since geez. that Interesting. puking in the grass day. My okay. my guess is like we were talking about at Matt's birthday party, Lance, is it was probably just like a quick BPPV, and when you were puking and stumbling around, you just knocked your crystals back in somehow. That's what I'm or, yeah, 
Yeah. You were still busy. You were pretty dizzy when you got back to your house and got on the couch. Yes. And you were exhausted. Yes. For hours. Yeah. That's, for hours. That's scary. Yeah. You did the Epley maneuver too, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did the Epley, but I didn't, it didn't re, it didn't give me any new symptoms when I did it. And if you've got a crystal loose, mm -hmm. it, it should re, invigorate your symptoms gotcha. if you're doing epley and, and it didn't happen so i thought okay maybe this is just you're probably already fine weird. by that point then. yeah yeah so pretty crazy anyway so uh hanel took second and i ended up fourth just off the podium and surratt was fifth right behind me because he led me out he how does sacrifice how does point how do points work for that do you get like oh you beat all the other five so do you get more points or anything no or? no okay no. it's all it's it's going to be a mass start race, and it has the maximum number that you need to get the most points um, for a field. Like if you if it was like under ten people in the race, then he would have gotten less points. But you um, got whatever you, fourth place points. You yeah. got fourth place points for a, a mass start of I think a field grader of twenty five or something yeah, like that. Something so like that. you'll get something like four or five points for that to go you towards need your upgrade. Like fifteen or is it ten? Fifteen um, to go from a. Are you a five? five? To four. I'm a five. Okay. I think it's only 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll probably, because um, Jack Frost doesn't count towards that. That's the first road race. You did dirty. No, you didn't do dirty circles. I didn't do either of those. Yeah. Did you, and you didn't do any road racing last year? No. Yeah. You still have a couple races to go yeah. in. Um, you will like, did you do any PR last year? Yeah, I did a bunch. Some of those will count towards this as well. So you're going to be getting that email, that upgrade email probably in that's, the next race or two. That's okay. I was happy. I mean, the top 10 guys were all threes and yeah. I was fourth on paper you're a five yes uh, yeah. on a bicycle you're a three yes so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, and, a, and a good three yeah. yeah so so yeah that, so that that's the road race yeah race one <laughs> race one um Beep. race two <laughs> race number two <laughs> so i did the mudslinger mountain bike cross country yeah. race and um it is it's an 18-mile race that has about 3,000 feet of climbing. Wow. Oh, yeah. So on a mountain bike, and it, it had been raining for a couple of days. Looks sloppy. It was super sloppy and super muddy. Greasy. Did you, did you wipe yeah. out? It was greasy. I did not wipe out. Okay. Really? Yeah. Big, big mass start, one big wave, but we're all in thing. And again, it was me and Chris Surratt. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that guy's like your best friend. You now. are, man. We're total God. buds. I love it. Which is awesome. He's like the best person. If you're going to have a, a cycling buddy, he's super chill. Yeah. Oh, he's super happy all the I'm time. I'm just so glad that he was there. So yeah. we were both racing Cat 2. Um, this is Mountain Bike Cat 2. There's only three categories, one, two, and three. And we we're racing Cat 2, 40 to 49. And uh, it, it was so dirty and so muddy. I mean, every down, there was all these single track downhills and you were like locked up, skidding, sliding through these downhills. And it was a little bit crazy. Have you done that race before, Jake? I have not. Did your sunglasses just get completely caked? I didn't even wear them. Oh, yeah. Were you just like windshield wipers? Yeah. Kind of I didn't even wear them. Yeah. Well, I didn't much, even put them on. What my day helmet. was this again here? This was Saturday. Saturday. How much yeah. mud and grime did you get in your eyes did you get any have any problems that way because i know that robert cummings had an issue with his he cornea did. getting scratched was it because of that oh, yes wow. so same thing robert couldn't wear glasses either and a chunk went into his eye and he scratched his cornea oh and his gosh. eye was like almost swollen shut and and he won by minutes robert just smoked us yep and then he raced the next day right he did he oh did. my gosh yeah <clears throat> so anyway long story short it was it was like an hour and 40 minute battle and 
and Chris and I ended up going first and second in that wow, race. Nice. Out of we had a group of there was thirty I think in our category, and we were first and second. We thought we had. We thought we were second and third, but the guy who won oh. had inadvertently cut the course. He didn't. Oh, yes. Oh, he that's did a dude. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, there, there was a he. He missed a turn and didn't even realize he missed the turn. That's too bad. So, and he had beat us by like five minutes. And me and Chris were like, "Where did that guy come from?" Because we were like watching and looking for guys, and we didn't know where he came from. And he's a cross racer that we have both handily beat. Uh huh. And so we're like, dude. Good for you. That was totally awesome. Congrats. And it turned out that he skipped four miles. How did they find out? <laughs> he skipped four um, his, his Strava. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did somebody call him out? No, I think he self-reported. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally class move. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. I mean, it's, it's tough because he's like, hey, this was an accident. Sorry. You know? Right. And he yeah. probably knows too, like, I shouldn't beat these guys. Like something's right. something's fishy here. So you guys need to all drive back down to Corvallis and get back up on the podium <laughs> and take a new picture. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, so Chris Surratt took first and I think that's his third podium as a cat too, so he's gonna be upgraded to a cat yeah, one. Yeah, he's freaking strong. And I was second and Terry Hamness was fourth. He was about four minutes nice. behind us, and Brian Wise was there, and Mark Westfield was there. Sonia Ebert was Sonya there. Sonia Ebert was there. All the Westerfield kids. Yeah. Paul First. Paul First. Robert Cummings. Robert yeah. Cummings raced it for How'd Dial. Paul and Robert do? Um, Robert won, won he the, was, elite the Elite by minutes. Yeah. Wow. He, well, he won last year as well. He's just screaming yeah. fast. Yeah. So. And there's so much climbing. There was so much climbing in this. That, and the climbs That's were- That's ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Were not difficult- I mean, they weren't technical climbs. They were just long, grinding, uphill gravel climbs. Yeah, Robert's watts per kilo were like through the roof. Crazy. He's yeah. so strong. What do you think and he's at? Weight-wise? Is watts, what? watts per kilo. Oh, I think his FTP is... 5.2, 5.3? Probably up there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, I think his yeah. FTP was in the ballpark of like 360. Probably. I bet. But he only weighs like yeah. 145 pounds. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I oh, bet Paul did really well on a course like he's that. He's five, 5'5 five then. Yeah, he Close. did well yeah. too, but he raced as an elite. And oh, okay. He, that's hard. He raced yeah. in the elite field. and yeah. But he's just good. He's like top that's, 10, that's, I think. That yeah. kind of seems like his style. Like yeah. a lot of climbing, a lot of. Paul. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good yeah. technical bike handling. Yeah, he is. So. yeah. So, that was, that was a ton of fun out there to do well so nice yeah and my my clothes were so filthy that i threw them in the washing machine they clogged the drain in my washing yeah. machine <laughs> i should have hosed them down first it was so filthy laundry is super important lance that's right you check out my wait, channel i should wait for matt's next episode check, yeah. check out my channel i ruined my washing machine so you got the little hose sprayer thing on your sprinter i man. did and i think you took a picture like one leg was just covered yeah. in mud yeah. and the other one you looked like you'd sprayed <laughs> off and it was like Wow, that was that was pretty nasty. It was stuff. pretty yeah. nasty stuff. Yeah. So that was on Saturday, and the next day was the Gorge Gravel Grinder, which yeah. is uh, which is the gravel event. Any other questions about the mountain bike race, dude? I hear that a lot. It seemed like a lot of people were super pumped about that Gorge Gravel Grinder. Like that, I saw people coming from Bend and all over the place. So it's a great race. It uh-huh. it's it sold out a few yeah. weeks ago. Oh wow. Yeah. So there was you couldn't get into it it was very difficult to get in but then the weather just completely deteriorated this week and the dalles uh, oregon where the start was it normally gets about 12 inches of rain a year yeah it got two inches of rain last week oh man 
Like in the three days leading up to it, it got two inches of rain. Well, you're lucky there weren't landslides, right? I mean, it, well, it's yeah. kind of farm flat country. I mean, right. rolling hills kind of stuff once you get out to where the race course is at. So I, I don't know if you're going to have to deal style. with that. kind. Of, it's yeah. not that style, but you're going to definitely deal with a lot of mud and ruts and right. wind. And it's usually, you know, just glorious gravel roads and it's great racing out there and it can be windy. But with all the rain, a lot of the gravel roads just turned to mud. Do you wish you had your like, I don't know if you, what, I don't know what you rode, but like, did you wish you had your mountain bike? Uh, no, it would have been significantly slower on the mountain bike. Yeah. But um, you know, they had recommended using either twenty eights tires yeah. or thirty two tires, and those were mistakes. You needed a forty. Wow. You know to yeah. to really be. It just got so bad. So. It had the Gorge Gravel Grinder. There were three distances. There was a 103 mile race with 8,000 feet of climbing. There was a 75 mile race with like 5,000 feet of climbing. And then there was a 50 mile race with like 3,000 feet of climbing or something like that. And tons of people, when they showed up and they heard how the conditions were switched from the long one to the big one which is probably smart so there were uh, like 150 people signed up for the 103 mile race about 30 finished yeah wow (laughs) you earned that shirt man oh my god so and there was a point like 25 miles in that you could decide if i was gonna you were gonna go short if you were gonna not do the long one and tons of people who were signed up for the long one went short which makes sense i mean it's like if you're in there and you're like this these conditions are not good like you're signed up for 103 miles like what are you gonna do you're gonna either like spend the night out on the roads right. on the gravel roads or you're gonna be smart and there were there were tons of dnfs there yeah. were and and it was 40 degrees and raining the whole time Jeez. so there were hypothermia Windy. issues there there was wind uh, some of the muddy roads were just nasty because of the mud. There was flat tires and broken chains and broken spokes, and there oh. was so much carnage out there. So that just it 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 was probably one of the hardest days I've ever had on a bike because it took me seven <clears throat> hours to do that 103 mile course, which is actually pretty fast. And and it's really fast, Lance. Yeah, I. I'm not sure. The, the results are still fluid, but I think I took third overall in the Masters men over 45 Ooh. in the in the long one. Are there points for that? That's one? a big. Is, I mean, people yeah. travel for that. That, that that's is. a big regional race. Yeah. 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 But again, there weren't maybe 30 or 40 people yeah. actually Finishers. finished it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it, it ended up not being quite that big. But it. This was another thing. I, and this is a question for you guys. So. It was so rainy and so muddy and so windy that with my glasses on, I couldn't see very well. Yeah. And so quickly, I took my glasses off, put them on my helmet, and I pretty much rode without any eye protection for seven hours. And as the day progressed, my vision got worse and worse and worse. I got like so much stuff in my eyes that everything went cloudy. It was, it was like, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know what to do. I mean Were you getting a little nervous? Yes. Yeah. I, I got really nervous because what, what ended up happening is 
the last 20 miles or so are downhill and um there's like a five mile gravel descent and i just bombed this gravel descent lance what are you doing man you're like i can't i was so ready to be be done with it i mean i blew past some people some guys i scared some people because i was going so fast you're like i can't see but i'm i can't see but i'm just going come on man i went out and pre-rode that difficult section earlier in the week so i had some familiarity with it that's good and it was totally dry and beautiful, and I'm like, this race is going to be awesome. And then it was totally sucked. But um, the last 15 miles, I got in with a group of five guys on pavement, and we were just pace lining. That's and, fun. Um, I had to put my glasses on because yeah. nobody had fenders, of course. Yeah. And so it was just, spraying, it was just spraying right in your face, and I literally could I could barely see the tire in front of me. So it was really sketchy. <laughs> like God, and dude. and it came down to the very end and there were three of us that were masters and we didn't know we were all masters. Oh yeah. And like we didn't even sprint because Yeah, you're like forget this, let's yeah. just finish. So like I missed out on second place by like a tenth of a second because it, none of us <clears throat> sprinted at the end because we were just like okay, we just need to be done. Yeah. So I wouldn't but it was worry crazy. about that. Yeah. I got to I got to the end. I was basically hypothermic. Most people were. Yeah. Um, I I ended up laying in my van for three hours, trying to stop <sighs> shivering, and I could not see. I couldn't see any writing on my phone. I couldn't. I couldn't see curbs or lines. I couldn't drive. No. And I, I had to drive like an hour and a half home from the Dells. Oh my god. And it and and I was like. Okay, I'm going to walk over to where the food is, and as I'm walking over there, I like almost ran into some people because I didn't see them coming, and then I tripped on a curb, and I'm like, nope, I'm going back to my van until I can <laughs> We're see. We're going back to the van, and I'm going to lay down. <laughs> uh, it was... It Good was, thing you had your van there. How's oh, the dude. vision now? I, I'm okay now, but like dude. all last night, I couldn't see... Um, and Lance is like giddy today too. I, I I'm this like is, ready to go ride. I'm oh like, my let's go. god! Jake hasn't ridden for a whole week. I think we need to go do 40 miles today. <laughs> oh my god, Lance is like a machine <laughs> right now. That's that's well, what is that? Ten hours of racing in the last two days? I think so. You need to oh sleep at some point. I I did sleep last night. So yeah, but like a rock. It was just a little crazy nuts that I mean I had a pretty good run the good start to the season i got fourth in that road race and second in the mountain bike race and third in the gravel race so he's I, gonna be upgrading like it's like it's nobody's it's, business here it's and everything. great that you did well in these races i am glad that you are okay <laughs> yeah. and you are like, oh my joining gosh. us here on the podcast it you see where I'm getting at with that? I Lance? do. I know. Yeah. I, I take some chances. <laughs> there was a. It just it, makes for exciting stories, but yeah, please don't, please don't go down out there. <laughs> there was a couple of big, crazy descents, and some after one of them, there was a, there was like an 11 mile uphill climb, and the guys catch back up to me, and he's like, "Dude, you flew past me on that descent," and I'm like, "Descending's all about a clear conscience." <laughs> and yeah. not I got being a able clear to see conscience. Your line. <laughs> so. <laughs> If I go down the descent, you can I've see lived the danger, a good life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this whole like past week, I was like kind of whining and moaning to my wife a little bit. I'm like, man, I gotta miss these races. I mean, I'm having fun with the family and all that. I'll get in that just, just in just a minute. But I was whining and crying about that, and just thinking like when I woke up yesterday morning, I'm like, yeah, they're all out there riding right now, having fun because I did the race last year and I loved it. And I was 
like lamenting about how much I wanted to be out there. And then the race reports started to come in and the Strava post started to post up and pictures started to hit Facebook. I'm like, Ooh, that was rough. (laughs) Not so uh, (laughs) jealous now. (laughs) And then watching the, the mudslinger race, I just saw how muddy that was. Granted it's what only like five miles of single tracks that were like kind of muddy and sloppy. Correct. Like, yeah, my shoulder probably would have been rough. Yeah. It's good that I missed that because I didn't need to go down. I only lost to Chris on that by like 40 seconds. Really? I, I was like right on his tail. And yeah. as we got to the final climb, uh-huh. I I could see him and I was trying to reel him in, but I was just cooked. He knows exactly what's going on. Oh, he yeah. gets out there and he's got that that you know fighting spirit about him. He's paying attention and he's like, ha ha, I got you out there. And he'll work as hard as you're working and then he'll watch you sit up and he'll sit up and he just keeps that pace. So I just loved it. It yeah. was great riding with he's him. He's a great guy to race with. Yeah. Cool. That's the most varied like race report I think we've ever had. That's awesome. That's literally three different types of racing. It was nasty. Yeah. It was nice. Good job, Lance. Thank you. Lots and lots of team points too. The team appreciates that. So, so Evan gets to backpedal now, and we officially, oh officially get to say that we are sitting at the table with a professional triathlete. Yes. Evan, backpedal for us. Well, I am. I am wearing a sweatshirt and I I am disheveled right now. I think is the, is is the word I'm going to use. Um, I, I have an ear infection right now that has taken, uh, just about everything out of me in the last 24 hours since the race ended. That's just what you want when you have to get on a plane and fly home from Texas to the Pacific Northwest. Any young child who has been on a plane and has cried from ear infections, I will never look at your parents mad again. Oh my gosh. That, that was terrible. Oh yeah. Um, altitude and ear infections are rough, but, um, yeah, this this was in yesterday was absolutely awesome. It it was a brutally tough day, but a day that has been it was it was really cool leading into the race because I was getting a lot of texts and messages from a lot of my friends who uh, and just the community back in Dayton, Ohio that I had started triathlon with. And, you know, I kind of realized, really, I started this sport like t- almost 10 years ago now. My gosh. So it's been it's been a long time coming. And there were people who, you know, I had confided in at that time saying like yeah i want to do the sport professionally at some point long before i was even ballpark fast enough for that to be a reasonable a reasonable thing to hope for and um i it was it was cool for me to give them that that they were you know a couple of them were like parent figures to me too so they they just to be able to give back to them and say you know like this is what you guys did for me and i you know didn't peter out on the sport at some point and stuck with it and it wasn't always pretty, and I've always told people I'm not a talented triathlete by any means. But you know, it took me a decade, but finally got to a start line. Are you so. like the Rudy of triathlon? Just I would I would compare it to that because I'm not talented. No, no. When I oh, when, come on, when, man. when I compare myself to guys I was towing the line with yesterday, just their resumes and Matt and Matt knows this too. Like yeah. my resume is not impressive. In yeah, that. but those guys have been pro for a long time, and that just it just takes time that you have. It does. You know, you're, it this does. is your first race as a pro. Yeah. And, there are different types of talent and there, you know, one type of talent is like being able to work hard consistently and you've got that piece of the puzzle. It's like the one part that I got. So Which I I in, got that in part. Tri- like if you were like, Hey, we're going to, I'm going to be a, I'm going to race the one mile race. Yeah. Like I would be like, eh, you might not have the talent to do it, but in triathlon, mm-hmm. like you need that talent. That's like, Hey, I can go work. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's where, yeah. that's where you're talented. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think that you, you're lucky yeah. that you have that bit. Yeah, on lock definitely you know, so. and and i had never and, and matt knew this i had never really been this confident going into a race before like I, I was nervous but 
I had done enough fitness checks going into this, knowing that I was in shape that I don't think I'd ever seen before. I think um, on this podcast, I talked about goals before this race for just my training. And I wanted to go under 115 and a half, which I went well under. I went 113. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted my FTP to be five, and it was very close. I think we had yep. guesstimated my FTP was like 335, 340, but mm-hmm. going into this race. Um, and my swim, I wanted to go under five minutes in the 400 yard, which did not happen. Mm-hmm. But I was swimming okay going into it. So, um, and this is, these are, goals for the end of the season yeah and this is the first race of the first very race. first race of the season so, yeah 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 so I, th- I think i was confident because i was hitting what almost seemed like mid-season sort of fitness like right off the bat here um so going into the race i knew it was a fast field but i was like i actually think i can be around these guys yeah around them um funny story race morning so i i will at the end talk about cassie my mother and my father were the only reason that I'm not still in Galveston on the side of a road right now. Like, I mean, literally they are the only reason I actually completed that race. But, um, we, the, so I'm very much a creature of habit for anybody who knows me. So when I got to the tent, the pro tent, they just send you over to, and you get your packet stuff, but you still have to go and get your timing chip after that. So me thrown off of my usual rhythm where you go through the line, you get your stuff. I'm over at this tent where they're like, oh yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get you your stuff. And they go and grab my stuff and give it to me. I'm like, oh, I'm good to go. Walk out, hang out all day, you know, relax. Later that evening, we eat dinner and I realize I don't have a timing chip. I just, I was looking through the bag. I'm like, I don't have a timing chip. So they do it differently for pros. They have you like go through and get your timing chip somewhere else. It's, it's, it's at a completely separate table. Okay. So no, well, well you get your packet and everything. You still get your timing chip where everybody else does. Okay. I just bypass that because I'm an idiot. So I, I have no timing. That's why you got to do these races to to learn a little how the process works. So I go back to Ironman village later that day. The guys are going like, don't worry, just get it in the morning. Morning comes, setting up transition, meeting some of the guys. I got to, you know, uh, see Starkowitz again, who uh, his coach was a good um, uh, family friend of ours. Uh, Got to meet Matt Russell, who's an awesome guy. Feeling good. All right, let's go down, you know, get the timing chip real quick. Putting on the wetsuit, getting everything ready. The woman tells me uh, timing chips aren't here yet, but the person's coming. Don't worry. We are five minutes away from me needing to get into the water to warm up. So 15 minutes, I kind of decided that point, like Cassie, Cassie and my mom were telling me they were stressing out more than I was at that point. Cause at that point I was like, she's on her way. It's fine. Like, it'll be okay. Just yeah, getting the wetsuit on. telling yourself. I'm walking up towards the water and this woman's like running up next to me and has the timing chip and just like hands it to me. Just put it on, jump in, warm up, completely forget about it by the time this starts. But that was personal concierge out there. Literally, I got the timing chip as I was walking Walking. up to go into the water. Wow. For any triathlete listening, that's some stress right before your race right there. (laughs) But yeah, um, so the the, the swim is in this kind of protected protected area of um, the Gulf. Uh, Galveston's kind of a... uh, like kind of like an offshoot island. I wouldn't even know what to right. call Galveston. Yeah, it is like off a, of like Houston. A long island. Yeah, or whatever. and you're and you're on the inland right. portion of it, swimming for this race. Sort of protected. Yeah, but it it got choppy out there in the middle. Yeah, not yeah. not I'm not like ahead. But didn't they cancel yeah. the part of the race for the sec? I mean, for the I mean, you guys. Yeah, the fast yeah, people did. finished. Yeah, but yeah, they, to, to to fast forward to that, they yeah. did. Um, there were a bunch of people who got stranded out on the course because a 
monster storm hit at like 2 p.m. So like I was in a restaurant eating by that point, but like people who were still out on the course got pulled off. I talked to someone in the airport who got pulled off a quarter mile from the finish. Oh, it's kind of one of the things like terrible. If you're not going to finish in under probably six or seven hours or something Mm -hmm. like that, they're just like, they're going to blow you off at that point. Yeah. And, and the finish line had blown over too. It was like, it was a wreck there. But, um, I mean, I feel for the race directors there because I've been in situations where, you know, I, I worked for a local race company and when the weather Could have gets been bad. worse though. I mean, there was yeah. a, uh, was it an Ironman? It was in South, or it was in Africa. If I'm uh-huh. like South Africa, there was two uh, people who died on the swim yes. yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. At the, uh, at the African championships yesterday. Yeah. Somebody went into convulsions and another person they mm-hmm. suspect had a heart attack. Cause I'm pretty sure that that's an ocean swim. And that's a tough swim yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. reading about that last night going, Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. There's been a couple of those in the last couple of years. It's just been tough swims. People having cardiac issues with them. I don't know. It's scary stuff. It's but really scary. It is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, we're, we're lining up for the start. And I kind of in my head really was trying to play over like, okay, I'm, I'm going to race with respect, but I'm not going to respect anybody during this swim. Like if I end up next to somebody, I'm just going to beat the crap out of them to get position basically <laughs> like that was that was literally my goal i was I'm like so glad i don't like, race with you <laughs> like i am not gonna lose feet here because my goal was like i want to make this chase pack so race goes and to be honest it wasn't as brutally fast of a start as i in my head i thought i was gonna look up after four strokes and like starkwitz was gonna be like at the first buoy yeah it it like we were fighting in a group for a little bit and then it started to separate do you feel like you went out really hard I did, but I recovered really well. I think, I think my swim training over the last couple months has really paid dividends. Yeah. Now I will say later in the swim, I felt super fatigued, but that was because we were going hard from the start. Um, and all of a sudden these two packs form and I find myself at the front of the second pack, which to me, I'm thinking everybody in that pack, I'm like, well, I'm sorry guys, I'm not bridging this gap. So looks like, looks like I'm our pacer. So (laughs) I pace us all the way to the first buoy. Like I am pacing this second pack, which in my head, I'm like, this is not right. Like, there's no way that this is right. Yeah. But if you're, you know, mentally, if you're just like, well, this group will come by me at some point and I'll hang, you know, and this was, so Pablo Gomez comes by me right at the buoy, decently, decently strong swimmer. I mean, for, for this second group of guys, decently strong swimmer. And he starts leading us down the entire back straight, which it gets choppy during that back straight. Uh, Matt Russell, who was, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. He was top 10 at Kona this last year. So a bona fide racer. Oh, very, very, very he fast. Is, he is an Ironman champion. Yeah. He has won Ironman races before. Now he is not sure. a terribly strong swimmer for that level. So he was in our group and he comes up next to me and we start just elbowing each other in the head for the next probably <laughs> 300 meters, just back and forth hitting each other. And we're both trying to get to Pablo's feet and we had... We had talked after the race. I, I think we both deterred each other from actually making it to his feet because we were both hitting each other so much. <laughs> it's just hammering each and other. And the people behind us were just letting us do this thing. So they're like, "Great, look at this." Yeah, exactly. They're like, look at "The wake." Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> perfect. There's just two guys right there to slip right in, and it starts to get choppy. We lose Pablo's feet by a li- like not much. It was like by ten feet. But here's a lesson I learned: that ten feet's a big deal. You yeah. have to expend so much more energy if you're not on those feet. It's like a draft on the bike, but 
times 700 or something. Yeah, know, but, but but it's really, harder to bridge the gap. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, that's not it's really, a little bit harder. To, like on the bike, yeah. you can kind of get up sprint real quick. It's hard in swimming to bridge like a 10-foot gap. Because you can't accelerate as fast. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not like a great pure swimmer. So know? yeah, so water's so much thicker, so draft matters more. <laughs> But you're going so much slower, so it doesn't. It's not a. It doesn't balance out exactly. But yeah, you know. Yeah, it's weird. It is. It is comparable to some extent, though. But um, I started to get tired on the swim and had to really work to keep that gap. So we get out of the water. I'm second out of this group of what I think we were like six guys or something. Oh, really? Like were that. you, that's pretty. I yeah, didn't, I didn't realize you were. What happened up. was <laughs> I'm running, sprinting to catch up to Pablo, and I'm getting towards him, and I drop my goggles and cat. Turn around, have to go get that. Oh. Having trouble getting my sleeve off. So I thought I had had a terrible T1 by the time I got on the bike. Turns out my time was fine for like T1. Two minutes or something. I was like 10 seconds behind everybody. Yeah. But that 10 seconds, I lost uh, the group of guys I should have stayed with. Which I think is okay. And we've talked about yeah. this before. But it's yeah. like, I think you're I think you're going to be happier being biking on your own. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be the group of swimmers that came out, there were some really strong cyclists in there. Yeah. Matt Russell being one of them, Colin Laffer, uh, Lawfrey being the other one. There were a couple really, really strong cyclists there. So it was a crosswind sort of ride. Tail crosswind on the way out, tail head on the way in, or crosshead on the way in. And basically we, it was like 22 miles just dead out to a turnaround and back. <laughs> and not a lot of elevation change, if any. Basically a highway overpass. So you were just tucked in arrow for as long as your brain could stand it. And for me, it was, I basically told myself, like, my my glutes were screaming at me at some point. I said, you got to bridge to somebody. Like, at some point, just catch right. somebody. Just something. So I was basically racing just to catch anybody at that point. And I think right after the turnaround, I brought in, like, three guys, like, pretty decently close to session. And just blew by him. Like, I didn't want to play games and try and draft anybody. I was just trying to, like, race at that point. Jeez. And, but the the whole field was separated because it was these crosswinds. So there wasn't really groups forming out there. And Starkowitz had blown up the front group. Like, when I was going out to the turnaround and saw Starkowitz, he was minutes ahead of the second group. Oh, wow. I mean, he was like, I, oh, he was, he, he was putting out some work. And, you know, on the way back in, I started to realize I'm going to put down a really good bike time. I probably need to get myself under control. Yep. And then I saw a guy out in front of me uh, who I'm going to be racing with through a lot of this day. And this was probably with five, 10 miles left. And that was instead of resting at that point, I really started to dig to try to bridge to him, maybe bridge to about 30 seconds, maybe going into transition. And I think at this point I was sitting either 14th or 15th. I'm not sure. Um, I, think you were th- I thought you were 13th. I may have been 13th at that point. Yeah. 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 I knew, I knew I was close to the top 10. I knew I wasn't in the top 10. I knew I right. was in the conversation yeah. at that point. And, and I thought when I saw your swim, I was like, Ooh, that's a slow swim. And then I started to think about it and I was like, no, it's not, it's not at all. Yeah. It's like, that's whatever. That's probably yeah. two minutes faster than, you know, like it could mm-hmm. have been, you know, a 30 plus minute swim yeah. or whatever. It's just on, on not a, fa- I mean, you, you look at, the top 73 guys these days are coming out in 22. Yeah. The the top guys came out 24 right there. So it was it was not the world's fastest swim by by any means. It was a tough swim. Um the bike was definitely made for speed, but you had to hold the arrow. Like I think that's what made that not bike much. hard. Couldn't move a whole lot. You're just no. down the whole time. You're just down with your head down basically the whole time. Yeah. Um so coming off my my legs actually felt great 
They really did. Um, started running. Yeah, started yeah. running. And I was basically holding 548 pace, yeah. I think, through up to four miles, maybe drop to six flat till 10K. Maybe, I mean, maybe because there was like some hills in there or something like that. But there basically, yeah. you're holding that kind of 540 effort yeah. from what I could see. Because mm-hmm. what I noticed was everyone else at the same mile also hit a slower mile, basically. Mm-hmm. Either that was 615 or 640 or whatever it was. So yeah. there was some hill there. So that's almost a wash. And there was, just to give people an idea of this course, I think this was a new run course for this. <laughs> this run course had nine turnarounds total. And more turns than I'd even like to count. It oh. was, you were either turning or turning around the entire run. That might be good for you, though, because you can you can accelerate. You can, yeah. I feel like you've got, like, interval sets in yeah. that you've done. I, I do, I do definitely it. have some springiness, but I think what, what was my problem was I was really trying to pace off the guy in front of me who actually put down one of the fastest runs of the day. And I closed at mile six or seven to about ten seconds off of him. Like, I was, I was close. Um, and we were battling with a couple other guys who were really close to us too. And then, I mean, anybody who's watching my splits knows mile, I think eight came around and the lights went out and it was, it was not like a slow process. It was like all of a sudden, okay, there's nothing. And it was not muscular. It wasn't cramping. It was like my brain didn't want to tell my legs to move much more. So I don't think it was nutrition or anything like that. It was talking with some guys after, I think it was the amount of humidity in the air at that point. Mm -hmm. I think for those of us that had not been training in humidity, right. it really paid up. We, 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 we had to pay a price at some point. Okay. That well, race. just to speak to that, I mean, do you think this ear infection you have is an isolated thing or do you think there might be more to that? You know, I don't know. Like maybe you're getting sick. I mean, that yeah. very well could have dictated that how that race I mean, finished up and, for you and it could have changed yeah. your overall race ability as well. Yeah. And I mean, everybody here knows like when you're tapering for something like you're always walk, walking that fine line, of yeah. like being sick and not being sick. Yep. Um, I think I think for me it came down to I know I have better run fitness than 124 by a lot. Oh yeah, I know yeah. I know I do. Um, the dynamics of how that race well, played out were tough because if you look at the really fast guys, they also ran slower. It looked to me like you were running um, a 117 or maybe like 117 mid type race, mm-hmm. and then you fell apart. Yeah, which is yeah, fun. honestly, it's just like it's, it seems to me like first race as a pro and it should be the first couple races as a pro yeah you should have horrible races like these are things that you just expect like normal behavior for someone that's you know first year pro is just basically to have a bad year yeah and you didn't like you ran you like you had a pr for that race right like Mm -hmm. it's crazy by five minutes which at this point once you're under 410 like a five minute pr is a pretty big p like that was fantastic that was a big pr for me so even even though those last miles were so hard, I just had to, I wasn't even mad at myself as we were going, like yeah. hitting that last 5K. I basically told myself, I was like, you just got to keep it under eight pace. At this point, I was like, you just got to survive these last bit. Yep. And that was, you know, I mean, places 10 to 15, I had seen throughout the race. Yeah. I was, I know I'm at the fitness where I can be close to those guys. And oh, it yeah. was, it was kind of validation for me saying like, you know, I'm not beating these guys yet, but I'm at that level. Like you, I'm not, I'm not out of my league here. Yeah. But. We were texting back and forth and I was like, he, like, it looks good for like top 10. Cause I knew your run fitness was good. Yeah. And I knew there's a good chance that you could hold five forties, five forty fives. And then that would have been top 10 probably. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and it's good that you didn't absolutely crush it. Cause like, where do you go from there? Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you need to yeah. have a couple of rough races, but still. No, I agree. I think, cool. I think I, I learned a lot from, I, 
I wouldn't say I learned as much as I did from St. George last year from this one, but I definitely learned a lot from this one into what, what I need to train like, like what, what the train needs to look like so, to be able to, yeah. to fill, race at that fill, level. Fill us in some of our listeners and your fans that also are sitting at this table. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what, what kind of changes do you think you might make to training? So with my training, I think I'm going to become a lot more focused on putting together longer bike intervals followed by much, uh, more like interval tempo we sort of running. So definitely going to toss in a couple like 30 minute hour long solid bike efforts and not, I'm not going like race effort for 30 minutes to an hour. I'm just putting fatigue in the legs for that long and then going out and doing my over under runs. Okay. So that I'm starting to simulate more that, that it's hard in those pro races to just race your own race. Like we talked about yep. when that run dynamic starts to go, like, like yeah. the, the, the guy was in front of me and Pablo Gomez, we were trading spots for a little bit. Yeah. And that was Sergi sort of running. It, it, it really was. Cause you don't want to slow down when you pass somebody. Cause no. the, these guys are strong enough. They're going to, Hey, yeah, they're gonna if race. you don't, if you don't put the dagger in there, they're going to race Absolutely. you. So yeah. it's not this like, all right, I'm going to hold, going to hold my goal pace here. No, it's you go with the race and you happen to, if you have the yeah. energy, you glance at your watch, but right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think training more like that sort of race reflection okay. style is going to be important. Did you know anybody in the field prior to yesterday? Um, there were a couple guys who I had raced when I was younger that gotcha. was there, which was really cool actually just to see a couple of them, how, how they've progressed. Yeah. Um, Did they remember you? So Starkwitz had remembered me um, okay. just because, you know, I, I had known Bob and worked in the shop. Um, let me think. Who uh, Clay knew me through Nate. Who? Oh, okay. Real quick. Shout out to Clay, who's an Everyman Jack guy who took his pro card this year for the second time. He had his pro card back in 2014. Yeah. He was fifth yesterday. Oh, wow. wow. This is a man with two wow. kids, full-time job. He's been racing for years and years. Like, anybody in triathlon knows, like, this guy is the... I would call him... He he, he at one point was the great, the, the best amateur in the world. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably put that against anybody. He had the fastest run split yesterday. Wow. What did he run? He ran 115 low. Okay. He outran Matt Russell there and Matt Hansen. Yeah. Which are the two wow. best American 73 runners, I would say. Those two are. Now Now you got to throw Clay's Definitely name Matt into there. Hansen. I, yeah. Matt Russell's up there on the marathon. Yeah, in a marathon? Absolutely. In a, in a marathon, Matt Russell's there. And that is, yeah. I mean, that's rarefied air. Clay's trained in like 16, 17 hours a week, I think, that, with, with like a job wow. and kids. The guy is like, anybody who's like a, a parent and family member should look at him and be like, that is an inspiration right there. That guy's incredible. And on that course too, it was amazing that that run split. He basically ran himself into almost a podium spot. So wow, yeah, fantastic. How's the etiquette out there? What it's was- it's actually friendlier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be cutthroat, but like before the race, we're just like chit chat and everybody's training um, pumps, you know, back and forth. Uh-huh. Clay, both of his tires blew. Oh no! Like while he's in transition, both of his tires <clears throat> blew. So like you know, people are helping him out. You know, there's no, it's. I think a lot of these guys have raced each other for so long too. There's like this camaraderie about it. Yeah. A lot like in cycling. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, you're yeah. racing each other every week and right. there's, there, there's camaraderie there. <clears throat> and I think it's that way because I think everybody realizes I knew, I, I knew the race was going to be hard. I did not know how hard these races are. Gotcha. Like if you do five of those in a year, I don't know how you get through the whole year. Like really? that's yeah. Yeah. It's a big load. It is. It's, it, it was a big, big load. There's a lot of stress going into the race because everybody's going in with a fit. Like no, nobody goes into these races with B fitness unless you're the guy going to Kona who so can afford a B race. When yeah. you finished yesterday, yeah. like let's say you're 
30 minutes, hour removed from the race. Yeah. What were your general feelings? I know that you started to kind of, you had to regroup and all that other stuff. You were like shellacked and all that. We'll say 30 minutes after. (laughs) Were you like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to do this. This is going to be so flipping hard to to try and keep up with these guys. Or were you kind of pumped and jacked for the next race? Because you want to go out there and do it again. I think... I think what helped me there is that I had one worry going into the race that my bike fitness wasn't as good as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. That that was my biggest fear. If I had gone out there and got shellacked on the bike, I would have had a completely different feeling afterwards. Yeah. I know I can stay with that last swim group. I know I can bike strong and I know my run fitness is a whole lot better than what I showed. Uh-huh. So I think that just keeping all that in mind, I got to the end of there and I was like, okay, I'm standing around guys who only finished a little bit ahead of me. I think, I think yeah. I'm able to like. So you started crunching numbers. I could pick up a few minutes yeah. here, a couple yeah. seconds there. I was, I, I was more crunching numbers. It wasn't yeah. feelings. It was more like numbers is what I was yeah. crunching. And once I was able to crunch those numbers, I was like, I think I can go under four this year yeah. Yeah. on the right course. That's what I saw too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's ready to break four now. Like he's ready right now. <laughs> yeah. And if I'd gone like four ten there, I'd be looking at that and be like, this, this isn't the year. I think yeah. your assessment is correct. If you had if you had gotten in that race and just gotten destroyed on the bike, yeah, then it's like there's it's one of those like like let's say like for me right where you just can't bike with legit mm-hmm. bikers where it's just like you you don't belong there like yeah. that's the situation. Yeah. But like the bike was, is so important in seventy three too. Oh I definitely gosh. realized that yesterday. It's, just, it's so just, important. The way I look at it is like it's important in triathlon. Yeah, it's like it is swimming not so much running absolutely biking absolutely yeah which you're there so yeah. you know it should be a huge confidence booster for sure mm-hmm. it was just and and it was just cool getting to race it i mean like i was it, it was in the world yeah. yeah i mean it was ra- racing like matt russell and andrew starkwitz and matt hansen is kind of a giddy experience yeah, yeah. as somebody's yeah. been yeah. like a fan of the sport for a long time and not that i'm any i mean you know there were two races going on sure. there was there was the andrew matt and matt show and there was the rest of us but that's, I mean, with any endurance event, you know, you're, you're going to get that. There's the guys who are just head and shoulders above, but sure. just being able to like go off at the same time as them yeah. was a really, really cool sensation. You're in the same ballpark, my friend. You're it's there. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kudos and to and you, we man. all followed your race and we're cheering along and we're just your biggest fans, man. Yeah. I mean, just like, <laughs> you know, anyone else. It's awesome. Yeah, it was fun watching all the social media stuff pop up yesterday too. I mean, I don't yeah. get on social media too much, but every mm-hmm. time I would open something up just to go check something real quick, there's a post there of somebody like giving you yeah. like some kudos or posting a picture or talking about what's this, going on with you. This 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 whole dial community is awesome. I'll tell you what, I don't think there are many racers my age and their first year pros out there that have this much people just like giving you support in every way. Oh, that's I good. mean, there's yeah, I I feel incredibly lucky. I really do. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to you, my friend. Yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well done. Super well proud of you. you. So we're 52 minutes to do our backpedal. Matt, it's your <laughs> I was turn. About to say, yeah. <laughs> Let me make my Topic quick. Um, you got to go 30 minutes Yeah, now. I had like sick kids for like a little bit of time, and then we had spring break. We went skiing for spring break. I haven't trained much at all. It's been bad. So yep. this this week, yeah, it, yeah, Jake can follow up on the spring break. But yeah, so this week I got to just get back in the groove, and I think we'll do that. And yeah, sorry, fast back pedal, go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Matt went under a, in 30 under seconds. There. That was impressive, yeah. Matt wins today. Uh, my spring break um, back pedal is what I'm going to call because it, it wasn't anything race related. Um, mm-hmm. We, we uh, took some time for the family, and yeah. I left, um, gosh, what was it, uh, a week ago Saturday and, and left my bike at home, which that was yeah. painting, painting me going down to beautiful weather Yeah, that's and tough. friends that are down there with bikes and, you know, seeing them posting stuff up on Strava. I'm like, man, I could have brought my bike and got on that. I could have yep. done that. I could have done that. Nope. 
Um, we went down there. We hung out with some friends, did the whole family thing, went to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And um, I did PR Disneyland and I did PR California Adventure. How many <laughs> steps? How many steps do you know? I, dude, I, I, I used my little Garmin uh, yeah. watch and I pushed start on it like I was going to go do a run. And it, it tracked all day long. Yeah. Um, at California Adventure, it was a little over 15 miles. Oh, my God. The first day. Was it like 25,000 steps? 24,000 Whatever steps? it is. But we yeah. started at 7 o'clock in the morning because we had the early entrance into the park and we oh, yeah. beelined uh-huh. it over there to the Cars Land to get on the, um, whatever that, that ride is called, the which one? the Cars Ride, whatever that is. doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Don't I, care. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs. Yeah. There you go. Move Thank on, you, James. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was just, we we started at 7 o'clock in the morning and we didn't get back to the hotel until 9 o'clock at night. So yeah. you know, you're, that's a big day of, of walking, especially with Hell three little kids. Hell of a workout. Yeah. Hell of a workout. My kids all did great too. I mean, yeah. they weren't crying or complaining about being tired. When, I mean, you would stop and, and eat and all that stuff. But So that was day one. And I barely made it through that. My ankle was really not yeah. feeling that happy. That was my second question. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, I'm still dealing and, and we haven't really talked about it on this podcast much, but Evan and I have talked about it because mm-hmm. he's my um, physical therapist and mm-hmm. I'm looking down the barrel of having to potentially have another surgery on my ankle, yeah. which isn't looking pretty. Um, we're trying to look at some alternatives right now, but long story short, the, the cartilage damage that's in there and the other stuff that's problematic in there with a the little bone fragments floating around mm-hmm. was really causing oh. it to flare up. So I was, you know, trying to rest it and ice it and stretch it and all that other stuff as best as as I could knowing that the next day was Disneyland and that's a, a bigger park and there's more stuff to do there. I had to taper for that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so we went and sat in the spa that night and I tried to get myself, you know, equaled out as much as I could. And we uh, got up bright and early the next morning, went over to Disneyland and it was uh, just shy of 21 miles, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my, oh my gosh. It was, that would be like a, like a legit hiking trip. Yeah. Like a very legit hiking yeah. trip. Yeah. You know, Kudos to Disneyland. It's gotten better there with yeah. respect to the rides. They've got this new thing called Max Pass. And here we are talking about Disneyland on a cycling podcast. But <laughs> and this is important. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they've got this thing. You have to pay an extra 15 bucks a head. Yeah, it's Disneyland. Take more bucks out of you. Yeah. But you actually can use your cell phone. Um, to be right. like the, the fast pass thing. So you can, as soon as you get into the park, you can select which ride you want to get on and it gives you a time window of when to come back and use your thing. And as soon as you check in with your cell phone, you can put in the next one. So mm-hmm. we had throughout the course of the day, we had a fast pass all day long. We, and you don't have to go over there to get it. You, you get, you register for it while you're waiting in line for the ride that you're currently using. Mm-hmm. And then in between those two rides, you'll go and you'll plug into a couple different um, rides that are in between, you know, getting from point A to point B. And on this little app that they have, it tells you exactly how long the the waits are. And they were pretty accurate. I was quite yeah. surprised. So mm. you can really be efficient with how you go about getting on on all of your rides. It was spring break. This park was packed, but you never really felt like you waited in lines for too long. I mean, I think, honestly, the, the longest we waited was about 30 for you minutes. Guys. Yeah. It was 30 yeah. minutes with the exception of one ride that was off. Yeah. <laughs> they said yeah. it was a 30 minute wait and it ended up being an hour, an hour. wait and was totally a waste of time. On that stupid Dumbo ride, but my littlest wanted to go on it, so we all kind of sucked it up and did it for. Her. But um, we went on everything in the, the course of a day when the park was at like not capacity, but it was pretty freaking full. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a, a cool app. That's fun. That's a Speaking of Disneyland, to Disney, yeah. yeah. Both of my daughters have been hired oh, yeah. to work at Disney World for the fall semester. That is awesome. So both Kelty and Darby that are going to uh-huh. spend. September through January down at Disney World First in Orlando, of all, Florida. The two of them together are going to have a blast. They are going to have a blast. Second of all, your family's going to spend some time down yes, there. Yes, we are. <laughs> and yeah. Kelty, uh, my oldest daughter, she got hired as a character. Really? Which, uh, yes. Which character? I can't remember. 
they don't tell you until you get there. Oh, does she, she have got, an idea? Yeah, she not really. She oh, could really? be like a number of like eight different characters or something. Huh. So wow, they're, they're super excited. That's pretty cool. So that's really cool. Disney World for this family. Yeah, you be careful when you go down there. Last time you went down, there, that's apart. when that's when your back like really fell apart. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. I want to hang out <laughs> away from some of the rides. So, and then the rest of my week was uh, pretty cool. We went down to Palm Springs, hung out in the sun. It was like 82 degrees every single day. Absolutely gorgeous. And we did a uh, family trip up through Joshua Tree, which was spectacular. Yeah, so you did, you did a lot of hiking, pictures, a lot yeah. of walking, no biking. And zero biking. Okay. I didn't, I was nine days off the bike, wow. which was super hard. Um, but I got a lot of walking and got exercise and yeah. tried to eat, you know, relatively well. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua Tree. I mean, we just did like little mini hikes. I mean, it was yeah. like really short because when you drive through there, it's it's a big, huge, huge. park. Yeah. But yeah. you stop at all the different exhibits. You drive from one to the next to the next, and you get out and you go like you know poke around and hike and climb on stuff. And mm-hmm. you know that place. I took my camera down there. You, any direction you point your camera and you just push the button yes. to take a picture, you get a fantastic. It looks photo. amazing. Yeah. I've got yeah. so many photos. I've been editing them now for oh gosh, a day and a half, and I'm still not. I'm like maybe. <laughs> 70% done. So I'm hopefully going to have some time later tonight after everybody goes to bed to finish doing that and I'll, I'll post some stuff up. But absolutely gorgeous, spectacular. Matt, I will be making a very killer movie for the, the trip as well. So Ooh, I'll be posting oh that up. That'll be my, my little maiden maiden voyage. Maiden voyage in the, the video editing land. So that should turn out pretty fun. Nice. So anyway, that was my backpedal. I'm back in action. Looking forward to getting some rides in and feeling like a big fat slob. <laughs> I sat on the trainer <laughs> yesterday for about 32 miles. I'm like, that was awful. That was yeah. just terrible. I felt awful the entire time, but I don't know. One it, foot in front of the other. We'll right. just wait for a decent break in the weather, and we'll, yes. start, we'll start to come around. Yeah, we got yeah. hammered by a storm. Yeah, we did. Pretty good. So, it, yeah, what's the weather look like? And it's not, there's no like Indian site for the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. yeah, I know now. <laughs> so, I could ramble on here for another 20 seconds and, and try and make this an even hour for our back pedal. <laughs> but we're going to get, we're going to get to the one, the one mark, the one hour mark, which is a nice little segue for the one, the one year mark of the Dial Podcast. We've been doing I, this yeah. for a year, boys. One I can't believe year. It. Yeah, One that surprises me. Year, and we have not missed a week. We have put something out every single week for that's, a year. Man, that's largely in part due to you, Jake. So congratulations Jake, to yeah. you. Well, I, I know it's a team effort, <laughs> I, and I absolutely agree—a team effort. But the majority of the work, you know, has been in, in your lap. And you know I, what? And we True. appreciate it. I, oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade that for anything. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the experience that I've had out of this is like invaluable just mm-hmm. the time that i get to have with you guys every week is just yeah. fantastic we always joke like it's this is the best part of the week right yeah it's true it Seriously. is awesome so yeah. and it's funny too when we all go out on a ride together like people will start like making little pokes and comments about hey it's the dial podcast guys where's your uh, microphones yeah. what are you guys gonna talk I love, about now i love getting made fun of for the stuff that i say on here yeah. like it's hilarious yeah it like i'm glad that people know i'm scared of sea lions now like it is really <laughs> funny like that's <laughs> We, we <laughs> definitely are a little too open on this podcast. Yeah, yes. I like that, though. <laughs> I, have, I have yet to roll into a starting line and not hear Lance Romance. Lance Romance. Yes. Romance. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this real quick. I don't even know if we're going to have time for our, our true topic topic, but I want to talk about this because it is kind of special. To get to that one-year mark, I think it's a pretty monumental accomplishment, knowing that we didn't really have any hiccups along the way. Even sitting in a freaking hospital bed in the hospital, making sure that the stupid things get posted. Yeah, I mean, that, that happens. So, or gallivanting around the world making sure that you're calling in for that hour yeah. and change the talk i mean <laughs> even if i get literally on a beach <laughs> literally on a beach literally <laughs> on a beach <laughs> so um i just wanted to kind of run around the table real quick let's review some of you guys favorite moments maybe some of your favorite episodes and um what you're excited about as we move forward 
you guys want to share anything? Does anybody have a favorite moment that they want to share? I've got a, I've got a favorite episode for sure. Bring it. When we did the Kona takeover, that was fun. Oh, that was awesome. I love yeah. that. That uh, was, I've always that's had my this least like, favorite one. I know. That's like <laughs> you know two what? people that's the favorite and two people that's by far the I, least favorite. I've had other people come up to me and be like, that's my favorite episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only triathletes. Yeah. Only triathletes, but still. And but you like, guys kind of got a little bit more when uh, we had Taryn in. Oh, triathlon Taryn. Yeah. Like, oh, another, another triathlon takeover. takeover. <laughs> that was going to be the other one for me was actually getting was good, yeah. to, to have Taryn on the podcast yeah. was awesome. Yeah, We've had really good guests, I yes. think. And yes. I think, you Local know, guests. Yeah. Good really national great, guests. Yeah. Like really good guests for sure. And I think, you know, you know, as I look in the crystal ball, it seems to me like it's, it's, we're, you know, we can get good guests on the podcast. Like there's enough people listening to the podcast. Um, there's enough, I feel like of a following that we can start to kind of recruit some really solid guests when we want mm-hmm. to. And man, the guests we've had so far have just been, not only are they like popular and blah, 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 that's great. But like, they also hold their own on the podcast. They yeah. Kind of yeah. hold a good conversation. They're excellent on the podcast. I think Meredith yep. was really, really good. Meredith oh yeah. Ashley. She was solid. She, yeah. was, she was great. She was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, triathlon Taryn was so good. Like we just had, we've had some great guests on the podcast. Um, Our boy Justin Wagner's another good Justin one. <laughs> yeah, Wagner. I like Justin a lot. He's, yeah, he's almost like Justin was the best with banter back and forth. By I far. think it's almost by time far. to have him back on. I again. think it is. Yeah, absolutely. He should. Yeah, we should I circle think, him in. Yeah. As, as many times going as into year two, can. he's he's climbing <laughs> he's, up the list as so number good, one yeah. to come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also love it when it's like just the four of us. Like today, you know, I just feel mm. like it's um, it, the you know the conversation never has a little bit of a lull. I just never see that, and it's just like. Lance is always laughing. It's always fun. <laughs> like the four of us for sure is super enjoyable. You know, I don't feel like we have to have yeah. a topic. I don't feel like we have to have yeah. a And now guest. for the next like, like six months, we're going to have a race recaps, which like yes. if I was just pick like favorite moments, it was always just the race recaps. Those are fun. I just love hearing like, yeah. I love hearing Lance's recaps. Yeah. I love it's, when me and Matt get to talk about a race we were actually at together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's hard, right? Because it's like, you know, you know, Evan or Lance or whatever, they'll, they race and I want to know their results right away, but I also want to learn about the results through the podcast. Right. Yeah. So there's yeah. always that challenge of like, I want to know so much, but like, please just wait, wait one second. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can wait until Monday or, you know, when we record yeah. these. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, how about you, Lance? What do you-, you know, one of my favorite episodes was uh, number 30, where we talked about funny cycling stories and triathlon <laughs> stories. Mm-hmm. I, I, of course, I'm a bit of a jokester. I'm, it's hard for me to take anything serious. So for mm-hmm. me to tell funny stories or hear you guys' funny stories is just yeah. fantastic. But, you know, great moments for me is have been just getting to know you guys better and really yep. enjoying the camaraderie and just knowing that you're really good people and that we can make I each think, other better just I by think, being I think around I each other. I met you the first day that you That's came That's correct. In. I don't think I'd met I, Lance yet. I, yeah. I, I'm I pretty Lance. sure I hadn't. I knew Lance before the podcast. Uh-huh. But I remember when he came on the podcast the first time, I was significantly quieter because I was like, there's this guy across this, the you know table from me. And I was like, I don't know him that well. And I just remember thinking to myself like, you know, like I'm, I, I remember thinking like, I'm not going to joke around as much. And then I, you know, I was like, that's unfortunate. Like, I feel like I'm being more shy because Lance is on, you know, across the table. And now, no. oh my gosh, it's yeah. full on. It's the exact opposite. I'm like, oh wait, is Lance here? It's oh, like it's a vortex. It's, of, it's cut. It's time to of cut not seriousness. Yeah. It's like clown time. You know, like let the zoob is Lance. You know. Don't crawl through your puke. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, things have changed. Yeah. I've really loved the feedback that we've gotten from the community on a whole. Mm, yeah. um, and what really makes me happy is when I get those messages or that note or that text or that email that we've inspired somebody to get back on the bike. We've inspired somebody to mm. try a race. We've inspired someone to go out and pull somebody into the sport and, and get them mm-hmm. you know, passionate about what it is that we all love doing, whether it be triathlon or cycling. Yeah. Um, that part has been great. And I've actually heard a few stories about some women that are actually listening to the podcast and it, it has helped inspire them to get on bikes. And mm-hmm. same thing with juniors, to know that we... If, if we did all of that work just to get like a, a small handful of women and juniors on bikes, oh, that's I awesome. would do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would do it, for, do the it rest for a whole other year. Yeah. yeah and, absolutely. And then some, yeah, just keep yeah. going. So, um, that part is like, that's near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. And for me to, to know that this is helping build community. And that's one thing that I'm super passionate about. I absolutely love this. Um, mm-hmm. and I will keep doing this until people just absolutely don't want to listen. And I might just do it. Just and even, so and even then I would myself. still cut like, like yeah. if there were five listeners, I'd probably still come in and talk to you guys. Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It blows my mind too that there are people, I think the last time I counted, it's 24 different countries that people have listened to this podcast. That blows my mind. That's crazy. And to see that people are like actively listening in places like like, Iceland. Did we have an Iceland? Yeah, Iceland, (laughs) Sweden, France. I'm huge in Australia. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like 24 countries, you're huge in now. (laughs) All those people out there listening, that that is fantastic. And we really appreciate that. So, yeah. Um, I'll keep rambling on here. One of my favorite episodes, um, probably because it was just so therapeutic, was the one that we had right after Michael Myers passed. True. Yeah. There yes. were a lot yes. of people who listened to that and were thankful for that. And it was, you know, it was therapeutic for me because um, mm-hmm. Michael was really a dear friend. And to be able to sit down with you guys and be close to friends during that that time uh, and try and, you know, figure out all these feelings that we had and, and having people um, kind of go through that process of like trying to heal and, and kind of wrap our heads around what happened. Um, that was a special episode for me. And mm-hmm. that's, that's one that I'll probably, when we're all gone and not doing this anymore, whoever knows when that will be, I'll still have yeah. that MP3 file and I'll probably still listen it from time to time yeah. on November 8th, you know, just to commemorate him. Um, yeah. I think that was a, that was a special yeah. episode. I remember we had the, the text conversation, whether we should even record I that day that. or not, yep. because yeah. we were all, feeling the loss very yeah. strong and I'm certainly glad we did. It was, yeah. I think very therapeutic mm-hmm. for us and for our listeners and yep. to understand who he was and how much he did for all of us. So yeah. absolutely. And, and I, and, and I will say, I love how since, since that day he's been brought up again and again. And I think that that's what I love about this community is it's not, it's not this taboo thing to talk about Mike. When, when somebody breaks away in the middle of a group ride and goes away, somebody still says that's, you're just pulling a mic right now right, or yeah. somebody sit on the front for 30 minutes of yeah. a group ride and hammers everybody. It's yeah. that's pulling a mic. And yeah. what would Michael yeah. do? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think I'm sure this race season, we're going to get more and more stories from people making those references sure. all the time. And that's sure. I mean, that's the impact that guy had is yeah. he's, he's literally a verb, a noun and a, and an adjective. <laughs> exactly. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Lance isn't too far behind him in that category. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Oh, we'll finally be getting our uh, Castelli custom order in this week. They're so late getting that to us. That's, I don't want to grumble too much. And all the other people grumbling out there with you, I'll grumble with you later at another time. Um, but on the uh, the kit, as you guys all have seen, mm-hmm. um, but I'll, I'll tell it to the listeners out there who don't know, um, the left armband is solid mm-hmm. black and we've got the MM542. 542, yeah. So that is uh, Michael Myers and that's his race number 542. And we will have that on 
our kits for this year to uh, you know to remember him. And I think that the MM542 will basically be a, a permanent mainstay on our kits uh, moving mm-hmm. into the the future because you know, the guy he meant a lot to me. He meant a lot to this team, and I think that he was part of the soul of what helped bring it together. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything else you guys got out there to, to share about the old podcast? That's a, that's a good one to end it on because looking podcast. back, that really was one of our. F- one of our, our yep. favorites, yeah, yeah as a sure. group. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure, and I will continue to look forward to putting this together every week. I'm still, <laughs> I don't know if anybody picked up on this. I'm sure you guys have noticed, but when you listen to the bumpers, which is yeah. the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. we've got our, our, our standard I- music that will start the very first couple seconds of the show, mm-hmm. and then it'll transition to some other stuff and some little sound bites. But I think it's, I went and counted, I think that it's been 30 weeks in a row of some sort of bicycle-related song that I've been able to dredge <laughs> up from. How long? Do you think you can keep that going? I don't know. It's you, just we should see how long that street can go. Uh, that's what that's I'm like. Too funny. When it changes, I'll I'll make sure to make a note yeah. in that bumper. But <laughs> seriously, like thirty weeks in a row, I can't. I, I can think of like three bike related songs. Yeah. yeah, they're brilliant. Last week's was hilarious. That's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> so I, I do. I do very much look forward to the bumper every single time because yeah, yeah. it's Jake keeps it so fresh. It's very funny. Like, <laughs> I don't have to listen to the whole podcast, but I got to listen to that first part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, I'm gonna listen later. But first, let me listen to the first yeah. twenty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're they're fun to make, and I just like I. I sit here and giggle and like when I first started doing them I, I was trying to like structure it out when what it was gonna you be. were like a little bit stressed about it at yeah, first. And yeah. I, no joke there was a couple of times it took me like three or four hours to put together like 15 seconds worth of like we're not 15 seconds about a minute and 50 or 30 seconds of stuff and now it's just like all right I kind of have an idea I know what we talked about I try and mm-hmm. integrate in some theme stuff into the that with the little sound bites but the music has been making it a lot easier and funner for me but um it, it only takes me now I'm thinking maybe an hour ish depending yeah. upon uh, how difficult times are yeah. to find stuff but anyway it's it's all fun so mm-hmm. cool all right we do have some time if we want to move on to this next topic um, we, we don't do have it. to get into we can be too much depth yeah. and maybe yeah. it'll we can try to make it quick yeah, yeah. we can try to make it quick and maybe um, there's one in particular that we can talk a little bit more about or maybe we can parlay it into another show yeah, if it's uh, if yeah, it's, it's really that's hot. true. If someone brings in a topic and yeah. it's like, yeah, we can do a whole show hot on this. Topic. That'd be Instead cool because then we scene. can we could allude to a future podcast, which is nice. That's hey, good. We, yeah, look, I've got a game plan in this here. I've for got a, I've got a funny one in triathlon okay. that that on, I want some on, opinions on. Okay. On that note, press pause. Uh-huh. Our topic for today is we are each going to share a controversial opinion regarding cycling or triathlon. Evan, go. So this, I'm not sure if this falls purely into opinion, but. Iron Man, this, I think it was actually last year this rule started. I could, I may need to be corrected on this, but I think it was last year this rule started. In Iron Man racing now, you are not allowed to zip down oh, yeah. your zipper oh, yeah. all the way. That's or no, about no, actually, two years old or something. The rule yeah. of the law, I think, is past your breastbone. Yeah. yeah. So at the pro meeting on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You uh, broke that rule, didn't you? So <laughs> I did. So I didn't technically break the rule by what the meeting had said there's there's some controversies rule because it's not being enforced evenly so what's what's happening is they during this meeting brought up what's what's now called the zipper rule and has been causing apparently a lot of issues and that like the pros absolutely hate it and last year it was not followed like at all like people were still just racing fully unzipped um, yeah, Daniela Reef did hot. all of yeah. Kona basically unzip because her zipper Can't broke. Which is, her. No, <laughs> like, and that's and that's what they're saying is it's hot and humid. Who cares? <laughs> and so, what, what's the point? So I have I, no is it idea. A gender thing? Yeah, I think so. It's like female. They don't want females basically like racing with their 
chest open. But and then, aren't they wearing sports bras? Yes, yes, they are. Um, but I think it's more like age groupers are wearing all kinds of stuff underneath or whatever. And so, it, and then they were like, okay, well, we can't have a rule for females without having some same, you know, something similar for males. And so, oh. like, that's just the line that they drew. Yeah. Um, you can imagine this drew. Come on. There were some groans during the meeting. And by groans, I mean, so so they basically said you get a yellow card if you infringe this rule. Yeah. Now, how they explained it at first was the rule for this season is you cannot unzip it all the way, which means as long as it is still zipped, you're okay. That okay. was what they said so during the meeting. It, you zip it up one inch and you're okay. You're fine, as long as it's not unzipped. Now, weird. what they said is that if they catch you with that, they're going to yellow card you. What a yellow card is a 30-second penalty. But the guy said, you don't need to stop. You can just keep on running. You serve it at the end, basically. No. You just keep running. Okay. So Starkowitz obviously raises his hand, asks a completely reasonable question, and says, that doesn't make any sense. Yellow card means 30 seconds. And now there's this this question between the two guys trying to explain the rule and they're not even agreeing on it all of a sudden. <laughs> no. they, one guy said one thing and the other guy said the other. Right. And the other guy was like, no, no, you you, you don't need to stop just, just as long. They, 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 after about a five minute discussion came down to this, don't be a jerk to us about it and as long as you zip up, you're fine. Yeah. That was what it came down to. <laughs> so, so when we catch you, two just don't unzipped. be a jerk. He literally said, just don't tell me to go myself is <laughs> all he said he was like as long as you don't do that you're fine so, just zip up and in, in the real i think it really comes down to like hey they want to have a rule on the books yes. so that age groupers not, not don't necessarily get i don't, up I don't think they care about it yeah. or whatever yeah and it's just kind of like hey there's the rule you guys should follow this rule yeah especially you know if you're an age grouper or whatever so it is here's where the rule so, wasn't even being enforced correctly i come off the bike I even consciously in my head think, all right, I have to zip this thing far enough down that it's still zipped. Right. So I go down roughly mid-stomach area. I don't know, not that low. Mid-stomach area, running quarter mile in, official on the side goes, zip up, zip up. I like, at that point, I was not going to, I obviously was not going to argue. I just and immediately like, zipped up. Go F yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and then unzipped all the way and just That's took right. off my clothes and ran. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So, so going into Chattanooga, this Evan's next race, naked again. Yeah, this the, the Chattanooga race. I have no idea what the rule is. No clue. Yeah, I don't think it's anybody like, does. It's yeah, chest, chest, yeah. chest. Now they did say you have to be fully zipped when you cross the finish line, and there were oh, really? tons of guys who were not yeah. fully zipped coming across the finish line. So yeah. I remember here reading that rule and thinking about it in Arizona or whatever, because it's like, what what happens? Do you like who's who is mentally okay. there enough at a finish line? Who's not like winning the I'll, race? And I'll, tell you, like, I'll tell you the answer to that. Uh, another age grouper who you beat or whatever, or took his Kona slot or something like that will raise yeah. a fuss and yeah. be like, oh, this God. person broke the rules. I hope it doesn't become that. Well, and here's the thing. It's like, I've seen people that have lost Kona slots because they took a chapstick from their yep. wife, yep. right? Yep. Like that happened mm-hmm. in that like, even like the wife See, put chapstick down on the ground and he grabbed it and picked I'm, it up. Like, I'm there's, like, fine with that though, because the spirit of the sport is it is an independent sport yeah. that that is technically outside help. Okay. This the, is not outside the help when zipper, you zip I mean, your what thing is down. this? Yeah. What are we but, talking aesthetics? Like this this but, is a sport but, people used to race speedos. But if this is the, yeah, no. No, if this is the rule though, then you kind of have you to You do say, have to follow it. Can you but, still wear a speedo out there? I know that you wouldn't, but can you? You can. Colin Lafferty raced in a speedo. Can Which you wear is it? fine, but you have to have probably wait. So he had to wear a top that zipped up all the way. But 
he was wearing a speedo. What if you wore more like power a thong to him. speedo out there? Just so to much him off. power to him. <laughs> Colin, Colin's the man. That was awesome to see him racing a speedo. <laughs> you don't want to see my navel, but check yes, this out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Don't worry, it zipped up all the way. <laughs> there was some pro guy, and I can't remember what his name was, but he always was Ferris Al Sutan. Yeah. Yep. He he's mm-hmm. coaching now. I think. Yeah, he is. And yeah. He, he was a yeah, legend. Yeah. He is a legend. Absolutely. Always speedo. Always in the top ten at Kona, yeah. like just he won just, once too, didn't he? I don't. Think he was so. close. I think. I think he was. Oh, he may have been like second one year. Yeah, he's but, like one of the greatest to never win yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he was. He absolutely. was right there though. Yeah. He won once. Did he win once? What year? Wrong. I don't know. Lance wrong. Ooh. I'm just. I'm. I'm better. Here's, no own, we, here's here my own controversy right now. There's no missions. Ferris <laughs> uh, sparkling, <laughs> sparkling water on it. I think I remember him <laughs> drinking the. Giant Erdinger beer. Maybe that was because it was Roth. Ironman Germany. That may have been Roth, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matt, do you have a controversy, yes. controversial statement the, that you would like to make? Uh, or controversial opinion? opinion. Yes. It is my opinion that race directors should lie to all of their participants and tell them that there's going to be drug testing at the race. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they should make it extreme. Like we're going to drug test one out of every 10 of you or something extreme like that. Right. So I think we just looked it up and I, 2005. Oh, he won. He, he won, won in 2005. All right, Lance. He did. Uh, I'll buy you I, a drink. I win Boom. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is my opinion that race directors should lie, tell people they are going to drug test more. And that I think it, and I personally believe that that will shake out people that are taking drugs and thinking that they can, you know, do stuff. And in all of the literature, they say we are drug testing and low testosterone, you know, there is no therapeutic exemption. Like they should Mm -hmm. specify that and put it in writing and put it in there so that people know like, Hey, I've got low T or whatever it is. Like, that's cool. Like you're going to, you've got your low T problem. Every male over 40 has low T. Sure. Thank you. But like, (laughs) unless you're a post chemo patient, I don't want you taking tea and racing. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Like you have this agreement with your doctor that you're going to take whatever this medicine is. Don't race. Mm-hmm. Don't come race or whatever. Or like, or the threat is that you're publicly potentially going to be, you know, cast out as like a, a drug cheat, right? Because that's what you are if you break the rules. So even mm-hmm. if you're not going to pay to have drug testing at your race, I think race directors should say that they're going to drug test because I think it would shake out a lot of people. How big of a problem is it in triathlon? I have no idea. I don't know. This to be is, honest. This is the quote. Yeah, I really don't know. Rumblings, I, rumblings say that in the ITU fields and draft uh, legal, it is an issue. Yeah. And in duathlon at the top level back in the 90s and early 2000s, oh, it was sure. a big issue. Gotcha. Well, Do I think it's an issue as much over like the guys that I raced yesterday? I don't think anybody in that group's doping, to be completely honest. So. Here's the thing. I really don't think so. No, no, no. Nobody's getting paid well enough. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think it's really bad when you have like 40-year-old plus guys because they start to see performances drop. But I also think that one of the things that scares me is that triathlon doesn't have any positive tests. Like there's There's been none. There's not a lot of people getting busted in triathlon, and there should be. There absolutely should be. There should be if they're drug testing. Yeah. Or if they're if they're really doing their job, there should be positive tests. Are they physically testing though? I, I don't think so. They are. Like USAC does. I, I mean, don't think anybody got tested yesterday. Huh? That's ridiculous. I'm pretty for sure a, nobody got for tested for a race of that caliber. There should probably at least maybe. Star- I could be wrong. Maybe Starkwitz would he be the only one? And so, I would and I would roll over dead if Starkwitz ever tested positive. That guy is huh. so like morally driven in everything he does. There's no way. Here's the thing. There's no way. Yeah. And. At the collegiate championships, we like tons of us get drug yeah. tested. Like tons of us. Like yeah. I got drug tested at the end of NCAA cross country championships, 
and I was like back of the pack. Like, yeah. Tons of people got drug tested. You're talking, you know, out of field, out of a field of 200, 300 people. You're, I mean, like 10% of yeah. that whole field got drug tested, which is awesome. And I would I have think loved to get drug tested yesterday. Absolutely. Being 15th, I would have, well, I would have yeah. had to, it would have taken me 30 minutes to get my stuff together to be able to, still, to do that. But <laughs> like, that's what you want. You want to be like, hey, yeah. awesome. Yeah, drug test. Because like I know this. if they're drug testing me, they're drug testing everybody else. Okay, so drug testing, the is it primarily urine-based? Yep. Okay, so yeah, for that, it's the cheapest way to do it. I understand, yeah. and it, that shouldn't cost very much money to take a urine sample and oh, run it yeah. through a centrifuge future or a machine. Or comparatively, it's, to like it's come up with a, come up it's with a, an expensive way to no, it's to, a dip. It's even cheaper than that. It's not a centrifuge. Yeah. So you just dip, you know, a piece in there in your urine. But here's the thing: it's not that. It's the having certified people yeah. that mm-hmm. accompany an athlete uh-huh. after the race. Like there's there's a process to it, and so that's the part that ends up being more expensive okay. and having all these people fly you're flying people in to drug test okay basically. so let's say your standard average triathlon that you guys are going sure. to mm-hmm. let's say just even why why yep okay how many people show up to one of those races to why 400 usually 500. yeah let's say Four, 500, 500. Yeah. yeah if you had every single person tack on three to five bucks for the registration fee mm-hmm. nominal fee they're not going to fill it. okay you don't get to buy a, a starbucks that week yeah and that goes to pay somebody to come out and do drug mm-hmm. testing yep. that's going to cover that, that and yep. more yep. and you're going to have that's this problem solved within your yep. sport also why, I think, why aren't we doing that iron man's pro registration fee what goes into that 800 dollars is me paying for my own drug testing yeah which okay. i think it's okay i may not get drug tested this year which means yeah. i paid for nothing Sure. Yeah, but and I don't even know who's getting tested. You know, and well, for for Obra, I mean, this has come up in discussions absolutely. on our, our board, and it's come yeah. up in discussions just in the community as a whole. And there's people that you kind of will raise your eyebrow to, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know that that I see that some signs seems of a little fishy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. You're getting pretty damn strong, you know, and you're yep. still you're not getting any younger. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So for Obra, we only pay thirty five bucks a year for a, a license fee. Yeah. What if we bump that up to? 38. When anybody uh, even 75 notice? bucks. It yeah. should be that much. It should be, you know, I, I think people will get upset if you cracked a hundred dollars. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't like it when they raise, double it, when they right? raise yeah. um, fees just for sake of raising fees. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit on the Oprah board and the, the team fees were raised. They were doubled this year and we get nothing more for that. And yeah. the, 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 recognition that the teams get or the way that they promote the teams that that's something that i could probably go off on a controversial topic as well i don't agree with how they they do this the way that they could be riding the backs of teams to build the community even more would be great Mm -hmm. and if they're putting money towards that to help build the community then fine raise the fees 100 Mm percent like they did um but still they did that nobody batted an eye at it now I don't want to see us raise fees for the individuals just for sake of raising fees, just to put more money in the coffers to do God knows what. Yeah. If they're going to say we're going to raise fees and it's going to go in towards uh, go towards like a drug testing program, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Or yeah. Yeah. you know, it's going to go to maybe offset some other costs that are like causing attrition in the road racing scene. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that too. You know, what would be even better is if they were like the Uber fees are 35 bucks. And you have to pay this extra $10. Like, it's there in writing. Like, you see it. Like, extra $10 for drug testing. Sure. Because that's just that reminder. Like, I don't even think they have to do drug testing. It's just the reminder that it's there. Right. Like, you will be tested. Or there is such a fear of being tested that I just think people would just yeah. wouldn't show up to races. Yeah, it's of in course, the... course, then it, you have the fear of, like, do you lose people? Do you lose participants? Because they're... Well, probably. But, I think that's but if, a race director's but you're a race director, worry. Right? You're a race director, yeah. and you're like, I don't want to lose In a that same breath, do you know how many people just throw their hands up there. I'm like, this isn't for me. These guys are too fast or too strong. They're all animals out there. Yeah. And if it's a select group of people that are, you know, maybe sandbagging or they're, they're, you know, doping for whatever reason, 
you're not going to be able to keep up with them, then you're turning those people away from the store. So I, it might be a you little bit of a wash. it might be a balance? Yeah. I don't, it's hard or to say. Yeah. those people that are potentially doping and they're now seeing that they're going to get called out, they're still going to love the sport. They're still going to love racing. and It might hurt their ego a little bit, but... You think they would stop? I don't know if they'd stop. I think they would stop doping yeah, and maybe. maybe carry on with the sport, but I don't know. I think, you know, that there's so many weekend warriors for triathlon and a lot, and the other piece would be like running races where they're not even thinking about like drug tests. Like that's not right. even a thought process for them. So... You know, if it, you know, they would need to read that in writing. Like, hey, you know, there's no therapeutic, there's no exemption for you know testosterone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That would be for, I don't know. Part of me thinks like, hey, if these are weekend warriors and they're gonna do their first 5K, um, most of the time they're gym rats and they are on you know whatever it is from their doctor or whatever. Like, <clears throat> part of me is like, ah, oh, gosh, I kind of want them to you know, come do it. I would love for them to do it and then decide like, Oh, I really want to do this sport. I can't be on this drug if I want to do this thing. So part of me wants to be like, you know, like, Hey, here's, you know, this is exposing people to the sport that hopefully they can, you know, do something different medically or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know if there's a solution. I love the idea of like race directors just saying they're going to do it, even if they don't do it, just because I think it's like, there's no, there's not a lot of consequences to that other than you, you know, you don't even have to pay for the drug testing. You're not I'm gonna on do board it. with that. Yeah. Just like tell people you are, and then they won't be out there racing. And I don't know. So yeah. even if you, I mean, you don't even have to bold face lie. You could just say, we reserve the right to test anybody. It doesn't mean yeah. that you are going to, but I know. Yeah, but but that's a little bit more direct, and it's like, ooh, they're gonna test. I I'm not showing up to that. But if you had to like click on something that you had read that, like that's yeah. enough to me. Like that's, I just think it's an, just enough to scare people away. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Lance, be controversial. Uh, well, mine's not super controversial, but it's very prevalent in my mind. Glasses or no glasses? Oh man, this really affected me yesterday, and I glasses all day long i yeah. got no glasses unless you're if, yeah. if you're riding by yourself and stuff's not flinging up off your front wheel um you could probably get away with it but it's not worth losing your vision over right what so in in a muddy nasty dirty race how do you keep your glasses clean bring or, multiple glasses or bring something to clean them that, that's all i can recommend i mean they make oakley they make, make all kinds of weird oakley stuff they make like these little bottles they're not very big and they actually if you buy one from oakley um, I used to live next to the Oakley headquarters and there was little Oakley shops all over the place. So I could walk into any of the stores and they will refill it for free anytime. As long as you have the little cylinder and they'll give you the little uh, microfiber cloth and you on there and wipe it off and put it back on and keep going. Now it's going to screw up your, your race times. But if you think about it, how many times did you slow down or how, how much of a time penalty was it because you couldn't see yesterday? The, uh, I did not sprint for the line cause I yeah. didn't see it coming yeah. don't, or don't some of them. So, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Second so, place. <laughs> or, <laughs> we have a deal now with 100% sunglasses. Guess what else they make? Race goggles. We're going to get you some motocross goggles with yeah. some tearaways. <laughs> I race is going to be, be like out that. there with like full-on race motorcycle goggles. Nobody would tearaways. even look at you weird in a race like that with that sort Honestly, of weather. It would have been brilliant <laughs> if you had so that. Can you yeah. imagine if you had those goggles on when you went bombing so, by those guys down there and you did oh, like yeah. motorcycle sounds when you're going by? <laughs> <laughs> also, that that like Rain-X stuff you gave me, Matt, worked oh. great. Could you... Put some Rain-X on the inside. Hey, there you and go. And put some repellent on the outside. What's the stuff that you put on yeah. your windshields up here in the Pacific Northwest? It's Rain-X. Rain-X. Is it Rain-X? Some type of Rain-X There's another thing. brand yeah. that's supposed to be even better than the Rain-X. And I have it out in the garage. I can't even remember what it's called. I bought it like two years ago. And I still have Something like that. And I haven't even put it on my truck yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like something that. like that. Yeah. Worked well. Yeah. Yeah. I needed it. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to see Lance with giant goggles on. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't goggles. do the rain axe. I don't, think goggles. Would, I don't think it would look crazy at all if you had goggles, like motocross goggles. <laughs> anyway, about rad. That's right. Rad. <laughs> nice. Those, <laughs> the 80s. Those guys movie. do like enduro races in those. So they, they got to be great. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, Jake, so they have a specific helmet for that too. Do you have anything controversial? I do. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and I say and say that I think that hyper-focused training plans are bad for the sport of cycling. I agree. I disagree. I I love the, like, I don't know. It's just like, I agree. Okay. So I love to disagree. Matt, with devil's advocate. Let's go. I, I love, love it, it whenever I throw something out there. Matt always disagrees. With <laughs> it's, it's awesome. But, but that was awesome because he disagreed before we all yeah. disagreed with him. I think was, it's great for a moment in time, but I think it right. ultimately it burns people off or, um, out. I think it turns them off to the sport. And I think that you lose the joy for what yes. it is that a, a bicycle is supposed to bring you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to be that hyper-focused. Yeah. And it will turn off a certain percentage yeah. of people. And there's this small group of people like Evan. Yep. Like an, let's not name names. Let's not name names. <laughs> Evan Evan's, Price. Evan's, yeah, his just, name is on my piece of paper but, here as well. But for for the record, I'm, I I put in a lot of training, but it's I wouldn't call it hyper focused because oh, it's it very malleable. So it's very malleable. Dude, though. You'll go okay, run that's <laughs> 30 miles on a treadmill staring at a wall. Don't tell me that's not hyper focused. That's okay. hyper something else. Like, I don't know if it's focused. Man, I'll tell you, like, I, I, I admire those people and those training plans that are just like, you know, it's those people where they're like, I will go and do my indoor workout when it's sunny outside and beautiful because they know they're going to get a better workout. Who would in. do that? There are, I just, I, I mean, it's not me. It's <laughs> Tell sure. me how that is fun. It's not fun. Okay. But it so, is, it is, it is a sacrifice for your, um, for your ultimate goal, which is just, to me, I, I, I admire that where it's like, I am sacrificing something with the end goal in mind of being better than I would be if I had just gone out and had, you know, whatever more fun or whatever it is. Yeah. There's tons of things yeah. that are more fun. No, like, I'm not saying that I disagree yep. with you. Okay. Uh, to a hundred percent, but I still, I think that there is a place for that Absolutely. for some of your workouts. If yeah. it's all of your workouts and that's all you do this and that's true. you're yes. in and you're out, right. I think it's bad for the sport. Mm-hmm. I think that you're going to ultimately lose somebody to the sport. I will, yeah. s- the, 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 the way I stay away from burnout at times is from going on a trail run with yeah. you and Nate. That was fun. Adventuring new Absolutely. trails, um, going out with a group time trialing, kind of hammering each other yep. there. Yep doing swims with masters yeah if if you're hyper i mean you're right that really like that stuff is not hyper focused the only human being i know of and everybody in triathlon would would probably agree with this that can be that hyper focused all the time is leonel sanders he's the only guy in the world i think who would train no group training for an entire year and be fine or that's the that's how he portrays himself that could be how which we don't know right so Yeah. yeah and and so you know, I think his I, results would definitely speak to that, though. I mean, yeah, the guys, he's super yeah. hyper focused. I mean, even if he's doing fifty percent of what he says he's doing, like that's hyper focused for sure. And he's definitely making sacrifices. Like it's a beautiful day, I'm gonna mm-hmm. stare at a wall and do. But you here's know. the difference between him and us: how much money a year is he making because yeah, of his more results? Than we are. He's actually yeah, making pretty good money right now. If I was getting paid even six figures I'd to go do that, yep. I would stare at a wall. Yep. I, I, at right. best I might win 75 bucks at Kings Valley yeah. in a road race, you know, <laughs> in a tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's not worth it to me yeah. to get burned out on something that I am so passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It I is agree. not worth I it agree. to you. However, I still respect people that it is worth it to them to put that much track, sacrifice. Track in. cyclists yeah. are an interesting breed to talk to with that. Because sure. I actually was just reading an article about mental health and cycling. Because everybody's yeah. seen, there, there's been a lot of these articles actually circulating lately. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it was really focused on cycling in particular because cycling does seem to attract the very hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. Triathlon has your runners and swimmers, yep. which can be hyper-focused, but I feel like the cycling group is a more hyper-focused training sort of sort of group. Yeah. There's, and I know that there was one of the former pros, I'm, I'm going to forget the name, but the, the name doesn't really matter. It was more the, the spirit of what he was talking about was how mind-numbing track was. Hmm. Like track cycling was, he was just staring at power numbers uh, day in, day out, day in, day out. And that's, I mean, think about that. That's exactly what we're talking about. Cause you imagine riding in a velodrome circles yeah, for a living, like that's your job. Oh my God. I mean, track running is like that, right? Yeah. I raced the 10 K 25 laps on a track. That was your race. Yeah. That was your, like, that's what you were training for. That's what you trained for. So it's definitely mind numbing. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course you're, you know, there's all these different parts of the puzzle that are super fun, right? Like you're, you're traveling to these races with your teammates, like all this stuff. It's a mm-hmm. blast and being hyper-focused is part of the game, you know, yeah. and yeah, you can be hyper-focused when it's for right. a race. Yes. Like for, I'm going to use you as an sure. example, Matt, when you did Ironman Arizona, yeah, you were super focused on your training. You were hitting all of your numbers. You were hitting all of your workouts. Yeah. We didn't see you very much. You just kind of put sure. yourself into your little hurt locker and your little pain yeah. cave and you went out and you did your rides did by yourself. By myself. You know, yeah. From time to time, I would get to join you for a ride. It wasn't like the year before that when right. I got the little notification from Strava that you all and time. I rode together like so many times that you were times. like my little riding buddy. Yeah. yeah. Now, you did this and you went out and you laid down a fantastic time. You were sub okay. sub-town hour of Ironman. After that, you were burnt out. Wouldn't every you say time, that you were somewhat burnout? Every time that I've done an Ironman, I go through a re- recovery period that is, you could definitely call it burnout, where I swim a little bit, and then like just shortly, it's kind of like this, like almost three or four weeks after the Ironman, mm-hmm. I basically, something just fizzles out, and that's tough. But I also think that, you know, that's not necessarily not hyper-focused. You're, you're done focusing, you know, at that point. And part of, you know, our plans or hyper-focused plans could be this like, hey, when you're done with that A race, when you're done with that hyper-focused part of, you know, your training, that you, your part of your plan is to take that mental recovery block. And we've talked about this in the podcast a ton of times where I'll tell runners, go find a good, go find a new trail. Yep. Yeah. And, and Jake yeah. and I will be like, hey, yeah. go find a new place to ride, go find all these things. Like, I don't think that that takes away from hyper-focusedness at all. But how long was that time period for you though? Honestly, how long was that burnout period? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of like I'm not going to say that you took a year off. You were oh, still yeah. training, but for like a year, you just kind of took your foot off the accelerator. You weren't it's, really structured. You were out doing right. some races here and there. You're just out kind of having fun. I did, and that was really hard for me not to have that fear in the back of my head. And I don't and I'm still trying to come to grips with it like did, you know, like it's I'm I'm paying the I'm dealing with all the consequences of that basic year off, right? Yeah. Like it's not a year off, but it was a year of not focusing. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely dealing with that. My two currently. cents on that? Yeah. That was a healthy way to do it. You know. you kind of got back like to it. enjoying what you were doing. You yeah. you didn't put yourself in a position where you're gonna hurt yourself or right. burn out or not want to come back and do another race. Now, let's say that let's say that sure. Matt and some parallel alternate universe hammered kept hammering he kept hammering and it's like all right let's put the next one on the calendar and does it six months later and puts another one on the calendar does it six months later we never see you and then all of a sudden you get two three years in the sport and like i'm done with this done. i don't want to see Maybe. another set of goggles mm-hmm. i don't want to look at my running shoes I, I hate my bike i'm done with this but that's so hypothetical yeah. we have no idea right like, that happens yeah. pretty it, regularly it in the cycling world as well as the triathlon world yeah. if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. i can tell you that 
three weeks ago or so, four weeks ago, I was swimming more than I had ever swam before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't fast. sick of it. I wasn't fast. sick of it yeah. because because I'm still swimming with friends. Yeah, I'm still and, and swimming is probably one of the most boring sports. You're staring <laughs> at a black. You're staring at a black it line. Why we, have we got? Because you and me both this season now are starting to love swimming. What happened? I think a lot of it is you guys found each other. Yes, I think also that too. Yeah. I think also yeah. Hold hands a pool, underwater. A pool bromance. Yeah, <laughs> no, chasing each other's I mean, feet. When you have people to swim with, it makes a big difference. Yeah, and honestly, like. You know, you do hard work, and it's it's not that much hard work. Like, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you're swimming a lot or whatever it is, but you warm up and you do those things. There's only a couple pieces of those puzzles that are yeah. really hard, yeah. where you're really hurting. So it's gonna be like an hour, and ten, then, hour, thirty. Yeah. yeah, and then you just like anything, like when you bike hard or whatever it is, you have that bond of like, oh, that was tough, and we got through it, and there's some enjoyment to that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But swimming is is you know comparatively to running on the trails or something like that. Like swimming is pretty boring. Yeah. 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 So. I know that for me personally, I've been able to stay at this and keep myself relatively sharp other than the times that I've been laying in a hospital yeah. bed yeah. Um, by not measuring every single watt. I don't think that that's important. Not yeah. measuring every single minute, not making sure that every single ride has uh, like some underlying agenda to it. Mm-hmm. Like I have my general idea and I have different boxes that I want to check throughout the course of the week, but it's not the end of the world if I miss one of them. And it's not the end of the world if I want to get a little bit more focused that week because I've got a, mm-hmm. a big yeah. race coming up in you know a few weeks or a month or whatever it might be. But to stay yeah. on point in a training program with every single box having to be checked, having to get out there and do every single ride and just being that guy that's just, it's a, it's a labor of mm-hmm. trying to, you know, not fall out of love with something that you love so much. I, I don't think that that's necessary. And I think that I would have probably given up the sport some time ago and gone into something else if that's mm-hmm. all it was to me. And I, I, and I don't want to see that happen to other people. And that's why I think that, yeah. that that's, you know, hyper-focused training. I don't think that that's necessarily yeah. the, one, the way that you want to go if you want to be in the sport for a long period of time. Out of yeah. all the people I know, Jake, you might love cycling more than anyone I know. So I don't, <laughs> when you're like- Jake, I, Jake you, has also been very, we're, we're going to say outside of when he's laying in a hospital yeah. bed, very incredibly consistent with how he trains yeah. and would be kind of a model to look at for like, oh, you don't need to do Right. three 40 hour weeks a year to compete at the cat one, two, three level. Just you just need smart about consistent training, yeah. and smart yeah. and enjoy it because the only way to be consistent is to enjoy. I mean like really if we're talking over a 10 year period, like, like for me, I have had to love triathlon for the last 10 years. Yeah. Like me, me, me and Matt had had this conversation. How many friends of ours do we know they got through with college? Yeah. Very competitive, very fast, get to real life, fizzles out, not enjoying it anymore. Done. There aren't it's, that many people that can do that whole professional life and try to still stay competitive yeah, in a sport. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. telling, you know, Evan this, we were just talking and I was like, almost no one, almost no one that, you know, cause these are people that love track and field. They love running and you're like, they just stop after college right. yeah. because you don't have mm-hmm. the time or I think it's cause energy. you go from that hyper-focused nature though yeah, to there. some extent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, went through that. It's, yeah. I thought, I thought there's no way that'll happen to me. Like, and it, basically happened to me right it's like you can't run at the same level and it's not as fun when you can't run at the same level so one of the very first episodes that we did back when i think lance first joined us was just keeping balance in our life and i think that if you i remember that to take that hyper-focused approach you Mm -hmm. really have to kind of tune out a lot of other stuff that's going on in your life and and for me i i can't do that to my family i can't do that to the work responsibilities that i've bestowed upon myself i need to be able to give everything equal attention and i finding that balance so that I can stay in love with it and not letting mm-hmm. that just dominate my life. If 
if you get into a situation where you feel like you have to get out and ride and that takes precedent over everything, mm-hmm. you know, something's going to fall apart. Um, you know, yeah. You've got your, your work life, you've got your family life, and you've got your bike life. Um, and, and it's if a you, juggle, right? It's, yeah, if, if you can't juggle those things, or if you even try and put a fourth thing in there, something's going to fall off. I don't think that right. you can handle more than three Lance, things at one Lance time. Lance has used that metaphor before. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've kept that, that metaphor with, especially going into this last couple of weeks, I tried to keep yeah. that metaphor with me. But I think yeah. also, I mean, I'm sick as a dog right now and feeling terrible. Yeah. I think when you get yourself out of balance, your, your body will force you It'll back into balance. Yeah. Yes, it You'll, will force you back into balance. Had I not had the pleasure of sitting at this table and gotten to know you <laughs> over the last year and, and get to know you a little bit better even before like we even started doing this, um, and had I just known you just met you a couple of weeks ago, I'd be looking at you with like the this whole, like this guy's going to fall apart. Yeah. He's going to blow up. Something's yeah. going to happen in his work life. Oh, or something's I've been, gonna I've been happen told that for years now. Yeah. <laughs> Evan is one of those rare breeds. Um, and, and that's why you're a professional because you know how to kind of push the envelope yeah. and you know how mm-hmm. to you know, keep everything hyper-focused and that's what you feed off of. That's, that's the kind of mm-hmm. person you are. So I'm not saying that everybody should not yeah. do that. It's just for oh, no, I actually, like people. I actually disagree with Matt on this and agree with Jake. So don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Cause, but so, I can, I can see where Matt's coming yeah. from with it though. That there is, there is something that I like about the, the taking the fun away from it and watching that person operate over years well, and because it's almost like watching like, like a tortured artist in a way it, it, it kind of is like, and there's very few of these people, but that's why I bring up Sanders is because yeah, I think Sanders yeah. is the most on display for people sure, right sure. now yeah. in the, in, in the internet era. Yeah. But yeah. You know, if I could be a uh, Peter Sagan and, and you know, everybody or, wants to be do Peter his Sagan. thing. Yeah. I would, that's, I would train awesome. like him. I, yeah. if I could just turn off everything mm-hmm. and just, yeah. just focus on training and fitness and nutrition and riding and racing bicycles and get paid lots and lots of money to do that, I would do it in a second. Yeah. That would be my job. This isn't my talk job. About and like, mental health and cycling. Peter yeah. Sagan looks like that guy enjoys every single time he jumps yeah, on a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, I mean. <laughs> so that's the thing is like there's very few Peter Sagan's mm-hmm. in the world. There's very few professional yeah. athletes in the world. You being one of them now, I mean, hats off to you. That's pretty stinking mm-hmm. awesome. It's a cool accomplishment to say that you got to that level of your sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the rest of us uh, average Joes out there, um, me being one of those. And, that, but and, and then some. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, that's just, those are my two cents. That's my opinion. Yeah. And people will yeah. disagree with me and people are going to do their thing. Um, I, you know, more power to you if you can. I just don't want to see you fall out of love with the sport. And I mm-hmm. want you right. to have balance in your life and, and, you know, make sure that you don't forget the loved ones around you. And yeah, mm-hmm. just remember what's important. Yep. Yeah. It's a very good point. Anything else, guys? That's good. All right. That was a good controversy. <laughs> that yeah. right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into one last thing. Lance. Uh, I have a dilemma. In two weeks, there are two competing races, and I don't know which one to do, and okay. I want you guys to take opinion on which one to do. All right. Go here for one you. One is the Yamhill Gravel oh, Fondo. got to do that one. It's a 60-mile gravel yeah. race here in the local Portland area. And the other is the Obra Mountain Bike Cross Country State championships. Oh, double that points. One. Double points for that one. Uh, state championships. Yep. What time are they at? <laughs> <laughs> One's in Eugene. Oh. They're like three hours apart. Two oh, hours fly. apart. You could fly and helicopter. Chopper you down. <laughs> Chopper lands the race. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one to do. I'm torn. I vote state championship. Well, here's what I think you do. I think Yamhill will be easier yeah. and more, and you might have more fun, and you might not have as much stress or cause it's a lot closer state championship also would be very, very enjoyable because it's mountain biking and you'd have a good time. You also get double points for that because it's a state true. championship. Fitness, season, right? So if you care about the points, then do that state championship piece. If you don't really care about the points, 
then go just have fun at the Amhill race. Because yeah. that, I really do think you're going to, you would have, I think, potentially more fun at that race. And it's not even, I mean, I feel like it's almost like a ride. Like you could go do that as a ride and have a good time. True. So, mm-hmm. um, is Surratt doing the, the mountain bike race? Yes. Anybody else from the team? Yeah. Probably um, Terry Hamness? Probably Terry. There's, there'll be a few others. Huh. So, and Surratt is doing uh, Cat 1. Oh, is he getting yeah. bumped up for sure? Yeah, and I was gonna do age group or or cat two, one of those two. You have you have choice between your five, your ten year age. Well, you group. have to go wherever you can win a jersey. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, how often are you gonna have? When are you gonna have another chance to to actually win? I mean, because you're gonna get bumped up to cat one. True. When yeah. are you gonna have another chance to win a state championship jersey? Not very many, not unless we do a team time trial. I think that's a decision. I think that's the decision. If you win that jersey, you have to wear it to every podcast. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Zipped up. I don't don't, don't know. Is that the Coast Hills Classic? No. Which one is it? Which one? The race, the mountain bike race. Where where is it going to be? It's in Eugene. Eugene. I know. What's the name of the race other than the state championship? Is it a new course? Yeah, new course. It's a three-mile course, and you do like four laps. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, um, that's 400 cool. feet of climbing every lap. Ooh. I'll be at Yamhill. Have fun. <laughs> Just ordered my bike this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have All a right. maiden voyage. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, one last thing. All right. Um, I am now on the Instagrams, but what? I have a, I have a pseudo name. So, oh my gosh. Cass, no. Cassie and I have a real passion for pastries after races. Oh, like yep. it's actually something we like really. <laughs> I feel talk like this, more than the actual race about like I get more passionate about what we're going to eat after than the actual race. I was thinking this is Cassie's influence. It very much is, but this is something that I've okay. really cared about for years too. Okay. So it kind of seamlessly came together. We started an Instagram page called hashtag post race pastries. Post-race so pastries. everybody listen to this. Well, you actually account is hashtag or is it just post? post just race post race. I, I don't know okay. how the Instagram works. <laughs> yeah. Do you put the hashtag before? No, I don't no, know. No. You started an account. Yes. So it's an at you would put the at sign because that would mean that post you're, race you're referring to a specific person. I love our broken moment. Got it there. Um, <laughs> the hashtag is a topic that you want to follow. You okay. follow like a topic or something like that. I did understand that because we were trying to look at hashtags yeah. that can spread us out a little bit more. Okay. We, we've already gotten like 50 likes, I think. Okay. Yeah. Great job. Broken millennial. Yeah. I saw that come up. Does yesterday. a like equal a follow? That's a dumb question. No, a, follow, a like is like if you post a picture up and okay. somebody likes it, they'll hit the little. Okay. Uh, then we have 50 heart follows. Thing. There you go. Yep. Nice buns. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Nice that's beautiful. Buns. There's going to be a lot of stuff popping up. Yeah, you got 29 okay. followers. Yep. That's not bad for okay. there you go. online for 24 I will, hours. I will follow that, but please tell me that Cassie's going to help on posting. Stuff. Oh, followers. she's, she's doing like, okay. like majority of it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> hey Evan, because you're broken. Yes. Who was your number, your number one follower, your first follower? J- <laughs> we were talking, we had invited a bunch of people and Cassie looks at me, she's like, everything dial just follows. Oh, and Jake. I was like, yeah, Jake just followed all of our things. <laughs> I was riding on the trainer. I'm like, yes, something so, did like, like take so, my attention off the fact that I'm just so we were right saying now. we were saying like well once we had a million followers we got to give like Jake a t-shirt or something like yeah. that you know? that's like, <laughs> nice buns <laughs> nice buns oh that's funny oh yep. best of luck to you oh Matt. yeah <laughs> uh, Matt one last thing uh, I'm also on the internet yeah that's mm-hmm. I don't I don't really have like anything last to 
last one thing to refer to. Watch Matt's I'm, videos. Yeah, I'm always yeah. posting videos to my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Imlegrand. Go check it out. The last one you posted, was that the April 1st one? Yeah, I know, I know. I usually try Hilarious. to post things. That was pretty funny. I, I like you know, it. I'm pretty good about posting things you know, once per week or so. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm fading a little bit, but I'm going to get some stuff out there this week for sure. He's so. going to have some fun stuff coming up. You should go check it out, though. It really is. It's good information. Um, yeah. My wife and her running group that are all doing triathlons, I constantly am telling them to go check out your channel, go watch your videos because they can learn some stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's good for the, the newbie all the way up to the, the pro, the pro sitting across the table at it here. Sure, it is. I love his videos. Learn stuff They're from great. Matt. So Matt's, uh, you know, so he's a good guy to teach us some And we're going tricks. to... Um, have some stuff about the open water swim series. Yep. Your wife, I saw her on the trails and she was asking about the open water swim series. That is something that I do in the summertime each year. We'll have three races. If you guys are in the area and you're interested in open water swimming, I will put some information out. I'll put some information out on the YouTube channel, but we'll also be talking about it on this podcast. Sweet. Yep. Nice. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. My one last thing is that I need to get my butt back on a bike. It's yeah. been far too long. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and my one last thing part two is I just wanted to, uh, Tell my wife and my kids, thank you for uh, putting up with me this past week without a bike. And we had a good time and my kids did great and it was fun hanging out with them. It was fun time, fun stuff, good times. Let's go ride right now, Jake, right now. (laughs) I'm feeling fresh as a daisy. I bet you do. I don't know. (laughs) I will not be joining. (laughs) I will definitely not be joining. All right. That is it from us. If you guys want to check us out online, you can check our social media channels, um, the at dial podcast on Facebook and the at dial podcast on Instagram. Go check us out there. Like some pictures and post that we put up there and tell a friend. Um, while you're at it too, we could use some new uh, reviews. Go on to um, whatever your podcast medium is. Probably most of you are using the iTunes. Yep. Um, go on yep. there and write a nice review of us. Um, Hell, write us a bad one too. Yeah. I don't care. No, no, no. <laughs> but whatever you do, give us those five stars. Five yeah. stars, yeah. yes. Maybe even six, like Matt would say. So yeah, um, we would really appreciate that. I think we've had a couple new ones recently, but um, mm-hmm. we want to make this show kind of continue to grow. And for us to do that, um, you guys can help by doing that. It helps us propagate and get our message out there. And hopefully we can help to continue building community here and, and abroad. So mm-hmm. we would greatly appreciate that. Again, thanks for listening, fellas. Happy one year anniversary. Woo. Yeah. 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 It's been fun doing this for the 52 oh, weeks yeah. that we've been doing it. I, I appreciate missed you guys, guys the last couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. I know. I missed you. And I filming last week was tough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.